0: The year is 2020. Wasteland and Field of Ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astro Lab. Everyone and welcome again to the Astro Lab, the only podcast on the internet that everyone seems to want to ban. Uh, hopefully we don't get banned. I don't know. We might get banned after last weekend. I'm not really sure. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Joe Dyer, and with me as always is Mr. Scott Campbell. How you doing tonight, Scott?
1: Huh. Tracy Hickman and Margaret Weiss are suing Wizards of the Coast for breach of contract, but WotC is afraid of lawsuits for abolishing the reserve list oh hey joe uh hey what's going on i heard there was a <laughs> lot of legacy going on recently and uh and I, i've been kind of getting my decks prepared and hopefully soon i'll be able to join the ranks of magic online yeah uh, going to uh mtgo got a prospective buyer for some cards i no longer wish to have and hopefully can use that to fund at least some modern right and maybe one legacy deck which i'm sure will Talk about a lot uh, during the show, uh, but yeah. Um, a, a quick shout out to those who have been listening. Uh, here we are in episode twenty-one. Uh, the things have been kind of weird IRL for both of us, um, as is with really the rest of the world. But um, thank you for our listeners for sticking with us all this time uh, through all our audio issues,
0: especially when they're my fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about and,
1: that. Yeah. And the, the fact that, you know, we started this podcast during a pandemic, ta-da, yep. you know, uh, and here we are, 21 episodes in, we've had several guests, uh, several judges, uh, and talked about a variety of stuff. Uh, today, we actually have, I know this is going to be a shock to probably everybody, a 100% nothing but positive show.
0: Yay. It's,
1: it's, it's going to well, be weird. Well, we're going to
0: talk about Oko, so I don't know if there's positivity there. Well, <laughs> when, uh, true.
1: And, and and we'll be talking about our, our namesake uh, card that we want banned. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, when negativity is just focused down to, man, this card sucks to play against, or this deck just feels bad to play against, or why did they design things to let this happen? Man, it, it kind of feels more comfortable, I guess. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, maybe that's the wrong word, but more more pleasing to talk about when it comes down to negativity but right but yeah man how, how are you doing it's been a minute
0: uh I'm doing okay uh it's been a busy week uh as we'll talk about uh I ended up I bought a new phone uh which is like the first new phone I've I had in like probably like eight years I'd say like it's been a while since I bought a new phone I know I've had this phone since uh since before my daughter was born so at least six years. Uh, and I've had this, I had the, my One Plus one for that long, and I mean, it was a beast of a phone, but near the end, there, uh, you know, here it was, it's been starting to, you know, go, you know, sideways on me with battery life and all that fun stuff. So, uh, I did some poking around. Uh, we use Net 10 uh, for our service, did some poking around on their website. They had a Galaxy A10e for a hundred bucks, uh, and so I bought a, a Galaxy A10e. Uh, and so far I've been pretty pleased with it, so uh, that's been pretty good. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, just been pretty busy. Uh, like, we're going to talk about playing a lot of Legacy, uh, playing a lot of Vintage, uh, just kind of diving back into those formats and trying to uh, feel somewhat relevant in those formats again. Uh, not relevant, but more like, feel like I know what I'm doing in those formats again. Uh, it turns out I do and I don't, so it's fine. Um, well, like, you've
1: typed what, like, especially with your most recent This Week in Legacy article, like thousands of words went into that because oh, yeah. of all the events and like it wasn't just one event, which was Right. Uh, that was the coolest part I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when we get into talking about Eternal Weekend. Uh, is that wasn't just <laughs> one legacy event. It was like an entire weekend of events. Right. Um and i I, you know, and it's something that hopefully We can find an answer later on, but I wonder how many people like triple registered they are like, well, I didn't do so well in this one, so I'll nap for a bit and wake up at the next one. And, uh, quite a
0: few people that I know of. Yeah. So that's cool. Quite a few of my friends, uh, in fact, uh, our fellow podcast, um, the eternal glory podcast, uh, Brian Koval and, uh, Brian Cook played in all three events last weekend Uh, and I mean, yeah, that's, that's rough. Like that's, especially since like you had to factor in that if you were going to play in all three events, you maybe weren't, if you did well in the very first event and we'll talk about the time, the time slots these fell in, uh, but, uh, you probably would not be able to play in the Saturday morning one if you made top eight, uh, just based on when the Swiss rounds ended and when the other event started. So yeah, just a little, little rough. Yeah. But, uh. Other than that, uh we did get some feedback from last week's episode. Uh so I want to thank Jonathan Little on Twitter. Uh he mentioned that there were some issues. Uh I do the best I can with uh editing. Uh I'm a little I'm gonna apologize that I'm gonna a little sniffly this week. My uh my allergies are killing me this week. Uh just out of nowhere. I mean well not out of nowhere. It's it's literally we've had a day where to yesterday it was fifty degrees or whatnot, today it was eighty. <laughs> And so that's kind of, like, that really upsets my seasonal allergies uh, really badly. And so I've been, like, watering and sniffly all day. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, thanks thanks to Jonathan. Um, he pointed out there were some issues with Echo. Uh, we come to find yeah. out it was Scott's fault. <laughs> my bad. Uh, he forgot to wear some headphones. Yeah.
1: Well, when we recorded, my wife wasn't home. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it, it's, it was kind of like... Um, uh, I was, in a way, without the headphones, it's like I could just sit without pants. Right. Like, that's kind of how I looked at I'm like, woo, I could take the headphones off. Right. And, um, no, because the room I'm in, uh, my office, uh, that's not a good place to record, uh, where what you're saying and what is being said back are, can kind of be heard by the same thing. Right. So, yeah. um, Outside of the few episodes that Eric and I did, I think we recorded four episodes, but only two uh, actually aired. Um, but, yeah, outside of those two that actually aired, like, this is pretty much, like, me going through podcasting all over again. Right. And not only that, but doing it in a way where, like, when Eric and I recorded, we were both in the same room. Right. So I just talked, right? Yeah. Um. Where here, like, I have my own setup. You have yarn set up and et cetera. Uh, and you've walked me through a lot of stuff, especially from when we were on Discord, now we're on Zoom. So, you know, it, it's weird. The older I get, the less technology I want. Like, right. I, I kind of want to delete a bunch of crap off my phone. Just <laughs> because, like, I'm going through contacts. I'm like, who is this person? Like, I don't even know their, what. why do I have their number? Uh, to I have picked. Pictures and memes from two years ago. That's probably not good for my memory. So, <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. Like, you know, it, it's it sucks uh, getting older. But, um, and you'll you'll find out here probably in a few years yourself. But I'm already um, old, Scott. What are you talking about? Well, you're not as old as me. <laughs> no, but,
0: but I'm already old. Yeah. So, <laughs> for
1: you to do the things you do to make the show run. Uh, and for you to stay on top of your own, um, own content and you're even doing some stuff on YouTube now, which we've talked a little bit about that, doing, doing some stuff to kind of advance yeah. the show a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, thank you for all that you do and the work you do, especially when I screw up. <laughs> and thanks for the listener feedback. Uh, cause we do appreciate that. Yeah. And if you have feedback, uh, stay tuned to the end of the show. You can find out how to contact us.
0: Yeah. So yeah, other than that, uh, it's been a, it's been good. Uh, but we do have uh, a lot to talk about because we got to talk about Eternal Weekend 2020, uh, and uh, so that's uh, last weekend and this weekend uh, are the two Eternal Weekends uh, that uh, that Magic Online decided to put together uh, in lieu of the fact that we don't have a paper ter- Eternal Weekend this year, uh, and so. Uh, there were three events last weekend that were for all for legacy and there were there are three events this weekend that are all vintage and they are all for uh a portrait uh a painting of a card or whatnot and it's an it's a unique it's not like somebody repainted like you know an existing card art or whatnot you know it's it's an it's a existing card, but it's new art for that existing card uh which is pretty cool. Uh, and so um, the ones for last weekend uh, were Caracas by Rob Alexander, which looks really sweet. Uh, I really like that one. Uh, and Port by Chris Seaman uh, and Mazavith Me- from, I'm going to butcher this name so bad. It's a uh, Milivoj Saran. I think that's how you say his name. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. Uh, I-, I feel bad if, you know, he ever hears this podcast, but you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I-, I think that's, The name. Uh, But they're really nice looking. Um, I actually... um, I think I didn't get a chance to put them on there. But I'll put the link in the show notes to the original announcement for Eternal Weekend. uh, Because uh, it's got full pictures uh, of the particular arts uh, for the various cards that you can win. Uh, No, that was first prize uh, for this event. So... Uh, first prize got you by either event, which event you were in, got you the portrait. Uh, looks like uh, 900 play points, 200 treasure chests, and a premium foil set of the most recent standard legal set. Uh, and then of course, seven prize drip, dips down to 750 play points, 150 treasure chests, and one premium foil set. Uh, and then it just kind of drops down from there. Uh, well, so was that set in paper? Uh, yeah. So, uh, that's a magic online set. Uh, oh, so, it, okay. so, so you could read online. Yeah. You, so you could redeem it. Okay. Uh, so could, because it's a set, uh, so sets on magic online are one of every card. Uh, and what you could do with that is if it's a set that's within set redemption, you could pay, I think it's like $25 plus shipping or whatnot for processing. And they will remove those cards from your account, your magic online account and send you a sealed box that's got one of every one of those cards. Or whatnot. They'll They'll just print you a box, basically. And uh, those, and for certain sets, if it's depending on which set it is. Uh, if it's a really good set, uh, you can just, rede- it's better to redeem it. Uh, because you redeem it and you can go turn around and sell it. You know, you'll spend like 25, 30 bucks or whatever to redeem it. You can turn around and sell it for like 300 bucks. So, uh, like, that's a pretty good rate of return. Uh, So, uh, and you're really only out the the processing fee that you paid in, like, whatever shipping you have to pay to whoever you're sending it to. Uh, So that's kind of nice. So there were three events last weekend uh, for Legacy. Uh, The first one was on Friday. Uh, This was at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, The one on Saturday was at 3 a.m Eastern Standard Time uh, and really uh, because if you look at the times frames listed on this page uh, it lists a JST time which is uh, Japanese uh, time and it's like four o'clock in the afternoon for that for them so like 3 a.m in you know our time that seems kind of early you know whatnot but over in Europe over in Japan Asia Asian countries and whatnot it's about, you know, the middle of the day to, you know, evening time, you know, for them. And it's a really good uh deal for them. The Sunday event was at uh shoot. It's eleven AM P- PDT, so around like two or three o'clock about two o'clock or so, uh, Eastern Standard Time or whatnot. So the way that these events worked is that they were they all had a cap, uh, and uh the cap was uh, six hundred and seventy-two players. Uh all three uh events uh either came close to capping or capped. Uh the one on Sunday did indeed cap at hundred at six hundred and seventy-two players. Uh one of the big thing selling points of these events is the fact that for your twenty-five dollar entry, now twenty-five dollar entry, you bought the token or whatnot. You had to buy a token for each event you wanted to, to participate in. So if you were going to participate in two events, you had to pay fifty dollars, you know, to get two tokens. But you only needed to buy one token in order to get access to the all access account. Uh, so uh, basically, what would happen is uh, after you get your uh, uh, token, you restart your client, and you'll have access to every card in Magic, almost every card in Magic Online. I have to say, almost. Because uh, this is almost a thing, and there's there's a couple um, exclusions to this. Uh, but um, they basically, you get basic access to almost every card in Magic Online. Uh, and you would get that from the moment you purchase the token, uh, which was purchasable the Monday before the event, all the way until the Wednesday after the event. So a week and a half of having access to every card in Magic Online for testing... You could play leagues, you could play anything, you know, preliminary events, you could do whatever you wanted. Uh, $25 to try out Vintage or Legacy.
1: Right, that's pretty sweet. Super
0: good deal. <laughs> super good deal.
1: Yeah, I kind of regret not jumping in on that, but, um, yeah. You
0: still got time, to if you want to play in Vintage.
1: I thought about it. I'm really not sure, like, I've never played Vintage. Um, I, I'm sure there is a deck close to the deck. That I could probably play.
0: Um, it's probably not going to be good in the meta, just pick, but pick PO and just crush people with PO, honestly. <laughs> or or pick a bizarre deck and just crush people with bizarre. Like I, I like think the Hogak deck, yeah, yeah, or like the Hollow Vine deck, yeah. I, I think that's probably just the best way to like jump into the format is is do pick a deck that does the most vintagey amount of things. Yeah, uh, and just play that because it's going to be a little bit more forgiving. When you make a mistake, like, Bizarre decks are going to be a little bit more forgiving when you make a mistake. They're going to line up pretty well for you. Uh, PO can just, like, magically line up out of nowhere. Uh, There's some subtleties to that deck that are hard to understand Mm -hmm. if you're not, like, uh, you know, a Galaxy Brain level player. But, like, the basic concept of the deck is pretty easy to understand. So, uh, you know, it's either you're going to win either by casting Paradoxical Outcome and bouncing your field and replaying a bunch of stuff, then replaying, then playing Monastery Mentor and casting Time Walk. Uh, And then, or you're going to win by casting Tinker into Bolas Citadel and going from there and winning. So it's like really, really simple, but there's a lot of like minor subtleties to the deck. Because it's kind of an adaptive deck, you can kind of adapt your game plan to other mm-hmm. the the format or whatnot. So, yeah, like if you're if you're gonna play vintage, like play one of those decks, like that that just kind of like has that ability to just kind of like carry you a little bit, you know. Like okay. bizarre decks are gonna be like, hey, I am gonna um, open up on bizarre bag, and I'm gonna tap bizarre bag Baghdad. I'm gonna put two Vengevines vines into my graveyard. I'm gonna cast two hollow ones and put two Vengevines vines on the play and attack you. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, they're 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 pretty absurd. And of course those decks have like access to like all this free counter magic like force of will, force of force of negation, mind break trap, that sort of stuff. And Bizarre of Baghdad makes that ability to like find those things like a lot easier. Uh, and you get to cast and you and you get to play like Squee, but you're not casting Squee like ever. It's like Squee is just a free pitch into the graveyard for Bizarre nice because it's going to return to your hand on your next upkeep and it's just a free card to put in the graveyard with bizarre same so. misplaced squee <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah that's the thing like for 25 bucks like you can't be beat like just being able to like play games okay. uh, i know the vintage practice rooms are pretty stock right now uh because the token went on sale on monday Okay and uh, like this whole week like the the vintage practice rooms have been uh, like like the legacy practice rooms were last weekend last week. Mm-hmm. similar kind of kind of thing they've been pretty pretty stacked uh, oh, I bet. So uh, what they what they ended up doing uh, for this weekend though is they rose they let they actually uh, rose raised the cap not rose raised the cap of the events. Uh, just like on uh, somewhat godly number like 1024 or something like that. Uh, just oh, in case. Yeah, I think I saw that, yeah. Uh, I think that's probably a good thing. Uh, I don't think... Uh, I'm not sure if Leg- Vintage would have gotten to the point of capping like Legacy did last weekend at that many players. But I don't mm-hmm. think they were going to chance it. Uh, so they are just like, look, we're going to make the cap like something really stupid big. And uh, we're going to cap it at this many rounds no matter what uh, happens. Uh, we're just going to let you guys see what happens. Uh, and then they also uh, cut the pricing a little bit down to 128th uh, when it pre- previously uh, the pricing was up to top 64 only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can imagine with pricing at top 64, uh, how many people that had positive records on Oof. Sunday uh, or Legacy at 672 players didn't prize. Because of yeah, breakers,
1: that's rough.
0: So they cut. So they actually retroactively applied those prizes to the um, to the uh, players that made sixty fifth through one hundred twenty eighth or whatnot from Legacy last weekend. Good, uh, but um, really, that's like one hundred and fifty play points. So Still that's a discussion. Something. That's a discussion to have uh, at some point uh, later yeah. here because uh, yeah, it's. Uh, a little awkward uh, for the pricing structure on Magic Online, or whatnot. These kind of events really need a um, you know better pricing structure.
1: So, oh, for sure.
0: Uh, but so the events this weekend uh, for Vintage, at least, uh, there's one on uh, Saturday at 12 a.m. Uh, PDT, so it's 3 a.m. in the morning. Again, it's going to be like the uh, you know the European Asian event. Right. Yeah. that kind of caters to those those players which is cool yeah and that that one is for uh Telerian academy uh the one on oh, all the the painting yeah yep yeah. the one okay. on the other one on saturday is at two o'clock uh at pdt so that's five o'clock It'll be five o'clock Eastern standard time uh, okay. and that's for a library of alexandria uh, okay, and, cool And the one on Sunday is at 8am PDT So that's, I think, 11am Easter Standard Time uh, And that's for Mishra's workshop
1: Oh, uh, nice
0: So, And those are all done by uh, Raul Vitale and Volkan Baga And Drew Baker uh, For workshop, respectively Okay uh, The um, library painting is sweet I have to admit, like, it's pretty cool like, oh, they're and, all and you, really nice. And you get some big-name artists doing
1: this stuff. Yeah, it, Rob like, Alexander. I've only been to EW once. Uh, God, I'm trying to remember when that was. It had to be 2016.
0: Yeah, when it was um, in Columbus, probably. Yeah.
1: yeah. Man, I needs to go back to Columbus, yeah. but That's told another story. Yeah, Um. probably. Yeah, but uh, I was there one time, uh, and the cool thing was that you're... From at least the events that I went to that year, the quality of artists, as far as like the older artists, was a lot higher at EW. And it was nice to see some of these artists that maybe don't go to the G P or didn't want to do the G P circuit. They went they went where the fans were.
0: Right. Yeah. And guys like Dan Frazier. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, Mark, stuff like Martin that. And, Yep. Uh, those guys that have done, like, especially like Martin, Mark Poole, you know, Dan Frazier, those guys that have done like cards that are absolutely defining for mm-hmm. these older formats. Because I mean, Dan Frazier, you know, you can go get your your Moxin signed by Dan Frazier. Yeah. Oh like, man, you know that's that's a big deal, you know, to have your Moxon signed by Dan Frazier. Like it's it's kind of a thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Quick quick story about that though. I I talked to him once at.
1: I think it was in Columbus at, like, a Star City or a Magic Fest or whenever he was there last. Right. Um, and I was just, I can't remember what question I asked, but his response was like, well, back then, you know, we didn't really have anything else to go on, so we're just drawing buttons. Right. Like, that that's yeah. how I put it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we're just drawing buttons. Yeah. Like, And whether it's buttons on your code or things you now click on on your screen... That's what we we're doing, and I'm thinking, holy crap! All this guy did was just draw this jewel, and got money. Yep. Like, granted, I'm simplifying it a ton, but but still, like, some of these the the cards are so iconic that are referenced in many things. Like, what was the um. Was it like a, a reprint art for Goblin Charbelcher right. that had a bunch of items from Magic's past in or whatever? Like in the beginning, they had outside of maybe like Frank Frazetta art or art from Braum or, you know, your, your real classic fantasy artists. They really had nothing to go on and to create this thing called Magic: the Gathering. Yeah, and now those people that created are the ones being referenced as the game continues. Right. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, that's pretty cool. Uh, and that's, it is, that's and it's so awesome.
0: And it's great that like there's a whole like now generation of Magic yeah. players, you know, that weren't playing during this time. And these formats, we're gonna talk about this too. These formats are you know sort of sort of inaccessible, you know, via paper. Uh, yeah. To these players, but to give these players a chance to p- give people a chance to play these formats, uh, so I, I think it's important to note: like Friday's event had 582 players. Uh, the Sunday, the Saturday morning event, the one for uh, the Rishidan Port uh, mm-hmm. uh, painting, had 447 players at three wow. in the morning in Eastern Standard Time.
1: Holy cow!
0: And the one on Sunday capped at 672.
1: That's awesome.
0: Uh, that is a ton. A ton of legacy players this last week. Let, let,
1: let me let me do some math real quick. All right. So we had the three AM one was how many again? Four hundred and forty seven. Four hundred and forty seven players, correct? And then we had uh Sunday capped at six seventy two. And, and then five eighty two on Friday. Five eighty two. So we had over 1700, 1,701 players. Playing in total, yep. so if all seventeen hundred one players registered at one event, there'd be one person with a buy, and that would suck. <laughs> but,
0: um, yeah, but still,
1: like that—that isn't man. Yeah, it's insane. Like, yep, it, it is, and I hope. I don't know if they could do this. Maybe they could, but I hope that they take a look at this and like, hey, when we launch uh, paper events again. That they kind of take this same model in a way. Right. And the reason I say this is because how many times have you been at a a two-day event and you go on a Sunday and within maybe the first hour that event is dead? Right. Like there's so many empty spaces. There's so many tables that could be used and are not being used. Uh, Now, granted, we don't want to like pack the halls just with one event for the entire weekend. We want space for other things right but when we do something like this again like have a all right hey guys we're gonna have a uh 500 player legacy event on sunday and the prize is going to be for this um this uh i'm trying to think of like a good card that's not been mentioned on the show right Uh, wasteland right right? yeah wasteland or something like that yeah yeah Yeah, yeah yeah um like one of those giant cards that uh, this is unique art. Yeah. Now, now it's worth
0: noting that these are not like the um, typical Eternal Weekend um, paintings. Like they like they're not like the cards, like the paintings. They're just the painting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. which is
1: still cool because yeah. then
0: those people could hang it up in their office. Right. It it's actual art. Yeah. And not necessarily
1: a card. So right. The the stigmas around that and all that you know when when they hang it up for their Zoom meetings for their work or whatever. Right. But,
0: and, and know, the card so... the cards actually say on them like you know like you know what year it was and like the whatever championship they won too so like there's a, a merit to that and I'm sure when we get back to paper yeah. events and Card Titan is back involved with Eternal Weekend I'm sure we'll get a return to that mm-hmm. uh but this is nice too I think it's nice that they they did something like this
1: Right exactly like uh not only did not, not only did they uh not have to do anything Right but Wizards also didn't even need to be involved. Like they were the ones promoting the <laughs> heck out of this, right? So that, well, yeah. that to Car- me, Card like, Titan
0: wasn't actually involved oh. in this like at all. So, yeah. So yeah. it's like,
1: wait, Watsy is promoting a Legacy event? Granted, right. it's on Magic Online? Question mark.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And it's not a holiday weekend.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So yeah, I got to play. I get to play in the Friday event. Uh, it was the oh, only yeah. event that I was able to play in. Uh, because I was not gonna be uh, playing in the three a.m. event. Uh, I technically already played in the three a.m. event by the virtue of that I played all ten rounds of the Friday event. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and then the Sunday event, I was um, we were out, out at Kings Island uh, that day, so there was no way that we were gonna be uh, able to. I was gonna be able to play in that event. Uh, so I played in. The, so I played in the Friday event. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so the Friday event started at five o'clock, uh, in the evening. Uh, Mm -hmm. and with 582 players, that's 10 rounds. Yeah. Uh,
1: And and I bet the time between like round one and round two was probably a lot.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, my first match, uh, I actually ended up losing to clock Oof. uh because we had such slow grindy games uh Wait. Wait. and
1: Wait. slow grindy games what were you playing
0: uh so I was playing a version of Nick fit that I had been testing for about a week or so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna play rug delver for the event uh, I was gonna play that uh, I I waffled a bunch on what I was gonna play yeah. And then I had a bad streak of well, I don't feel good enough to play these decks, uh, and it was really bad for my mental health. Yeah, uh, that, that <laughs> sucks, dude. So, and I was like, and I and I actually ended up almost teetering on playing uh, oops all spells uh, oh, for man. the Friday event just so that I could have quick rounds. Yeah, uh, and I was just like, I one of my friends up in PA, I think she's still in PA. Uh, she if she listens to this, she'll, she's gonna kill me for that, I guess. Uh, Ariana McKee. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, Rod On the source uh, She's one of my uh, Nick Fit discord moderators uh, But mm-hmm. she's also like the one that like Ran the source thread For the deck for the longest time Okay uh, And so she's been playing the deck for literal ages um, In fact uh, The year that I went to Eternal Weekend Which was 2017 Sounds right oh Yeah 2017 uh, She ended up placing 10th uh, that event on uh, Scapewish Wish, NickFit, which I played for a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, so she was like, I was like, hey, uh, you know, I'm gonna be testing a bunch of stuff this week. I got access to this all access thing. I mean, you know, I have access to stuff already. I know you haven't played in a while, but like, if you have anything spicy, you want me to like, you know, play around with and record, like, I'll do that. And she was like, okay. So she like later that day, like she she forced me a couple lists. And one of them was like a straight, right, green, black car Nick Fit list, which I was like, eh. Hmm. I was like, it didn't look like my it didn't look like my style. Like I was just like, eh, it's okay, plus, but it's plus like, it's
1: only two colors. How can you call yourself a Nick Fit deck with only two
0: colors? Uh, so on. so we went full on five color uh, in the long run. Wow. <laughs> uh, but the the one of the other lists that she sent me was this list playing like Seagate Stormcaller and there were Icefang quaddles, and there were Risen Reefs and there was an Omnath Locus of Creation and I was just like, this card's dumb I bet, and, uh, and then I started playing around with it and we figured out that Seagate Stormcaller wasn't very good, like it was good but like it required a different kind of shell mm-hmm. like the card's obviously bonkers, like if you curve you know, Seagate Stormcaller to Hymn to Turok and get two Hymn to Turoks, that's pretty gross you know, yeah, they're going to discard four cards, but Hemdashurok is kind of a bad card. So you have to kind of play some bad cards to enable the good cards. Uh, and, like, we were playing, like, Neoform and stuff like that. So you could go, like, Oof. you know, Seagate Stormcaller, Neoform, and get two Risen Reefs into play, you know, off of the Neoform on the C- Seagate Stormcaller, which seemed pretty good. Uh, and then we were like, nah, yeah, it's like this is fine. But as time got on, I'm like, I'm like, I cut the hems, and then I cut, like, a couple other things, and then I ended up cutting the Seagate collars. And then I ended up, because we were like, she had Oko's in the sideboard, and I was just like, this card feels too good to play in the sideboard. I should probably play them in the main board, main deck. And so I ended up playing, like, two Oko in the main. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was just like, well, maybe we should just, like, maybe this is just, like, a pile deck. And she was like, yeah, you're probably right. Like, this is probably <laughs> just, like, a pile deck. Uh, and so we ended up on this list, uh, you know, I'm gonna pull it up and I'll, I'll probably put the list in the show notes, uh, okay. to here, uh, because yeah, I probably should. Uh, but basically this list, uh, which we ended up referring to as Omnom fit, uh, Omnom Nick fit, uh, cause Omnaf. Uh, and uh, for those of you, uh, we've talked a little bit about Omnath before on the show. Uh, Omnath is just an absolutely absurd card, uh, and in many, many ways. Uh, but basically, this deck had like, you know, like you know, veteran. You know, you has your basic, you know, Nick Fit package, veteran explorer, uh, Cabal therapy. Uh, but then you've got a lot of like the really good like snow package crap that normally sees play in these decks, like Ice Fang Quaddle and um, Hmm. Leovold and Uro Omnath plus you've got some stuff like deck Clothus uh, Primeval Titan uh, that sort of thing but then we're also playing like four Brainstorms and then just randomly out of nowhere I'm playing like three Swords of Plowshares and two Abrupt Decay and I'm not playing Astrolabe at all in this list
1: (laughs) oh my god how did you manage
0: that so but yeah that was the first question my friend asked he was like like, with Astrolabe your mana has got to suck and I was just like Actually, in testing, it's been pretty good. (laughs) I'm actually really surprised at how well the mana lined up for this deck. Uh, There was, like, 24 lands. Uh, There's, like, two bayous. Uh, So the duels in the deck were ended up being, like, two bayous, one savanna, one taiga, one Trop, one tundra, one UC. (laughs) Uh, But there's, like, one of each snow-covered except for mountain uh, and an extra four... A a non-snow-covered forest and a non-snow-covered swamp. (laughs) And then you get got, like, four Misty Rainforest and four Verdict Catacombs. So mm-hmm. I think, like, the biggest thing we're, we're talking about trying out now is maybe slotting in, like, cutting a Misty Rainforest and slotting in a single Prismatic Vista. Uh, so that you can fetch oh, basic snow-covered planes when you need to. Yes. Uh, but, like, for the most part, like, the mana seem to work really well. Uh, and, of course, uh, we have uh, Field of the Dead. Uh, which I have a feeling we're going to see pop up a lot more if nothing happens to the Snowco Shell. Uh, it's either going to be, you're going to see Field of the Dead, or you're going to see Felidar Retreat uh, in the Snow Codex. And a lot of the ones are already playing uh, Felidar Retreat, uh, like either one main and one side or one in the side,
1: Hmm.
0: uh, because uh, that card is an insane mirror breaker.
1: Oh, yeah, because you just make two two cats, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, like your opponent, like, you know, the, the, the main game plan of Snow is to, you know... Stay alive, and then kill the opponent. Like just, just stay alive, like and just kill, and then eventually win, and mm-hmm. like that's gonna win you the game just by playing lands. Uh, in which is you know those games where you're where you're playing against an opposing snow deck, and you're trying to like trade for resources mm-hmm. back and forth, and you've got answers to their uro, and you've got answers to their oko, and they've got answers to your stuff, and they're focused on that. Fellidar retreat is just gonna slam the door shut.
1: And, and who knew that a four-cost enchantment would make all would make its way all the way to Legacy? Yeah. A four-cost enchantment that does nothing when it comes into play, by the way. Right. Um, so, with these decks, have they figured out how to return a land to their hand to replay it yet? That, that keep triggering the landfall?
0: Uh, no, but, I mean, you have Uro. So, uh, like, Uro yeah. and Fetchlands, like, are, like, your best friends. Uh, and eventually like you can just keep just make your things like three threes like you make a couple cats and then you just like pump oh make, yeah put, you put counters put counters on them and yeah. it's gonna be good against a lot of various things yeah those are permanent uh, counters right so that card is pretty cool but uh yeah so I, I was playing a lot of like the normal stuff playing silver library playing oco uh, those kinds of things and playing basically this like real snow type uh big mana type deck. Mm -hmm. Uh, But playing the Veteran Explorer Cabal Therapy Package for, you know, disruption, for ramp, for being able to go above the opponent, be able to cast stuff like Primeval Titan. Uh, Primeval Titan is easily, like, my favorite all-star of the deck, uh, (laughs) just because of how good that card really is. Uh, It's just, that's the only thing about that, like, that, uh, yeah, it's just, like, that and Field of the Dead are, like, my two favorite cards in the deck, because those won me so many games of just slamming the door shut and pr- providing enough pressure yeah. that uh, even if the opponent removed the Primeval Titan, like, I was still up on on creatures uh, from the fields.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, so uh, I didn't do too good, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I was... I lost my first round. Uh, I won my second round. Uh, I lost, I think... I think I lost two more rounds after that. Uh, hmm. And then I started winning and I was like by the time I was into round uh, going into round eight, I was four three going into round eight. okay uh, And I'm like I'm like, well, I'm dead for like top eight. I'm dead for probably top 16. I'm dead for top 32. I may hit top 64 based on my breakers. I don't know. I'm not right. that super dead. I was recording all the matches. Uh, so I just oh, ended man. up so I just ended up continuing to play. Uh, and uh, then round eight I ran into Hogak. Uh, which just oh, no. murdered me. Uh, I just I played the match bat- very badly. It was just it was all me. I was just like, okay, well, I did everything in this match wrong. In post board, like game one, I I got got. Uh, they got mm-hmm. me on uh, altar kill. Uh, in game two, I had a ley line, but I didn't have enough pressure to like keep up with the creatures. They were just casting, mm. like their grave crawlers and stuff like that. So it's just yeah. like, all right, well, uh, there was a cr- some critical turn where I should have like used a piece of removal on a Gravecrawler instead of doing something else, and I just didn't even think about it, and so oh, I ended up losing. Uh, and then uh, round nine, I played against uh, this, like, colorless, like, card stompy deck, uh, and I lost to, like, a turtu card uh game one, and I boarded in a whole bunch of stuff preparing for Karn, and they cast uh, a really big Stone Coil Serpent, and killed me with that. Stone so, Coil serpent Yeah. And Legacy? I mean, that card's an X, X for X that has Pro multicolored, and Reach and Trample, Scott. Holy crap. <laughs> that card is vintage playable. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, you can't decay this thing.
1: Uh, well, I mean, see what happens when I only play Paper? Like, I miss yeah, out on yeah. a lot of
0: this stuff. Yeah, so. you can't decay this thing. So, uh, that was against uh, Lee Young uh on twitter as a uh, one mr lee uh he plays a lot of really wild jank and so there was just, it could have been anything mm-hmm. uh but he plays a lot of wild stuff and uh so i was like playing against, i play i lost to him and in my last round i played against death Attacks. taxes and yeah. that's a deck i should like know the, i know the matchup well enough mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time like it was almost like two o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah, how so, did you stay awake, dude? So this was not the matchup. I, I mean, I, I don't know how I stayed awake because I drank like hard cider and beer like the whole night. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how I stayed awake, but I was awake and I was like, you could hear me in the video go, "I don't know if I'm gonna win this because it's late and I'm my brain is just exhausted." Mm-hmm. Uh, and sure enough, yeah, I lost both games because I just I was too exhausted to like really rock the matchup uh, there's also a couple new pieces of tech that they started playing mm-hmm. uh, beyond just getting this new card that they just got in Skyclave apparition uh, yeah. but they started playing uh, made deck spirit of the labyrinth oh yeah yeah uh, that cards been because it, it pretty pretty shuts good. off Uro and yep. like like astrolabe and like I mean it's very good against a lot of the, the snow decks oh yeah uh, and then you get like Skyclave apparition to deal with things like Oko uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting deck, uh, again, so, uh, but yeah, so that, that was basically, I was, ended up 4-6, uh, but I still had a lot of fun. I think that was the nice thing about it. Uh, when I settled on the deck, I was more settling on the fact that I wanted to have fun, uh, and enjoy myself. Okay. Uh, and more than try, being, try to be try hard with it. I probably would have had fun playing Oops, like, just cause Oops tickles my funny bone. <laughs> but... I have been working on this deck all week. I've been posting screenshots of Twitter onto Twitter over it all week. I was kind mm-hmm. of felt like I needed to play it. You know what I mean? So, like, it's just like one of those things where it's like, okay, look, I've been working on this all week. I can't just throw away that whole week. Might as well just play when I uh, play it. You know, be done with Like at one point, I texted Ariana on Facebook, and I was just like, we were talking about the deck, and I was just like, I still don't know what I'm playing, and and then I was like. We'll start talking about the deck somewhere and I'm like God damn it I'm just playing this this weekend aren't I and she was just like yeah <laughs> you probably are I was like okay like that's fine like we could we could go with that yeah
1: after all that I I could even if you weren't doing the other things that you did uh this weekend I I don't know maybe me like three years ago five years ago I'm like all right I'll go again, like, the next day, or, you right. know, I'll, I'll go right. to sleep, wake up, and, you know, if it wasn't, like, the next one wasn't at 3 a.m., like, I probably would have skipped Saturday and went into Sunday. Uh Knowing that, though, by the time I got to, like, the third round, I probably would have just been beat, because I yeah. would have been fully recovered, like, going from, uh, as far as Eastern time, 5 p.m. to pretty much 3 a.m., and even just getting four wins with a deck that... Granted, it is more of a pile. It may not be a quote unquote known quantity or whatever. Uh, you know, getting four wins uh, when there are diminishing returns in regards to brain power.
0: Right. Yeah. Like,
1: you know, I I, I kind of wish I, you would have played like during a more restful time of the day or one where you would have been more alert or right. been yeah, able to yeah. process like uh, plays and stuff just to see what that deck could do. Cause yeah.
0: I've been really happy with it because, I mean, I think one of the big things is that um, one of the, the things that I've learned from uh, Legacy as of mm-hmm. late is that you're either going to play everything that in, in, in your power to play any amount of broken 2019 to 2020 cards that you can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if your deck can support all of those, great. Uh, or uh, you should play something really fast or you should play something that plays Carpet of Flowers. Uh, ah, car- a Rebecca Gay card. Carpet of Flowers was easily like the most sideboarded card, uh, like the whole night. Uh, I had a game against Rog Delver where I had two of them in play it once against Rog Delver, wow. and uh, that's insane. Uh, having wow. double carpet against Rog Delver is basically winning all the time. Yeah, because you now have enough mana to just go off. You can beat all their days. You can beat all their any 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 soft permission. You can beat. Yeah, you, just, you have abilities to make, like, multiple plays a turn at that point. Sick. And, like, that's how you beat those decks. It's like, they try to get you to a point where, like, they've tempted you to the point where you're like, oh, well, if I hold a counter for, like, a critical card, like, mm-hmm. you're just going to cast that critical card and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how you lose. Carpet is a must-counter card, and if you can resolve even one or two, car- one carpet, like, you're already going to put yourself in a position where you can cast multiple things a turn. Uh, and when you can cast multiple things a turn, it gets really good. Uh, and that's how you beat those decks: is you you run them out of you, you make sure they don't have threats, and then you uh, just you survive. To you you It's the same thing as playing the snow matchup against them. You just make sure that you survive so you don't die, right? Uh, and then you win. So uh, it's a it's a very interesting matchup. But uh, that particular game, I got to have a Caracas and play with Omnath uh, and so I would add a bunch of mana with carpet and then I would bounce Kar- bounce Omnath with Caracas and then replay Omnath and draw a card and then play a land and gain for life mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just it it omnath feels like the most absurd card um, I did I did only get to play like one league with the deck uh, I should have told me what I was thinking in my my heart that uh, I ended up going two three in that league. But I also ran across, like, some bad matchups. Hmm. So I could have easily just ran across, like, all fair matchups in the event. So I was choosing to, like, pick my battles, basically. Okay. Uh, and that sometimes you've got to do that in Legacy. Sometimes you've got to pick your battles. You know, if you're prepping to play against, like, the big, you know, the big top decks, you know, you're going to play against, you're going to have enough, you know, stuff in there to beat you know the snow decks outplay the snow decks. You're gonna have stuff in there to beat Rub Delver. Uh, you're probably gonna have some graveyard hate for Hogak. Uh, and then, you know, your combo decks at that point, like if you're not playing Force of Will, you know, sometimes you either have to play super narrow stuff or you just have to accept that you're probably not gonna win that match,
1: hmm. and
0: just hope for that the the chips fall where they may. Like yeah. you just kind of have to like hope that the, your matchup, you know, variance, you know, goes in your favor. Uh, and that's that's just the way it is. So with Legacy, I mean, you just gotta have to like pick and choose your battles a little bit. But uh, I had fun with the deck. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, I'm a little sad I can't play Vintage this weekend. Uh, but I'm gonna be out camping, uh, so I can't play Vintage. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna be in some place without good Wi-Fi, so it's not no. like I could just like play in the camper. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking like you wouldn't even be able to follow it
1: because you're.
0: Oh, no, I'll be able to follow it, because I'll have, you know, cell service. Okay. Got cell service, but they don't have Wi-Fi. And I don't want to trust playing Moto over cell service. Oh, (laughs) yeah, absolutely not. So, but uh, I have a deck I would play if I was going to play uh, this weekend. Uh, And it's a, um, what uh, my friend is lovingly referring to, my friend who shipped me the list lovingly referred to, as Love Shack, uh, is what he called it. Uh, and it's basically like the Crab Shack deck, uh, where you play a fast bond and a Hedron Crab. Oh uh, wow! But you get to play um, that new card from Zendikar Rising, uh, uh, Valakut Exploration. Oh <laughs> yes! Uh, and then you also get to play um, the the very compact Underworld Breach kills. Wow! So you get to play Breach, uh, you know, a couple of copies of Breach and um, Brain Freeze, uh, because oh, that's man. the um, uh Valakura exploration could just like put you know your relevant stuff you need in the graveyard to set that up you mm-hmm. know on your end step or you could just like go off uh with valico <laughs> exploration and fast bond and like just kill them by putting enough stuff in your graveyard on your end step uh so that's cool uh you know it's neat to to see that deck uh but it was it's kind of a neat deck and I was just like okay this is, this looks cool like I would totally play this if I was gonna play this weekend so But uh, some of the big takeaways from the event is that uh, Oko was everywhere still. Uh, I mean, Oko was a very highly played card, uh, unfortunately. uh, And with 582 players, without knowing how many Okos were in that 582 players, Mm -hmm. but there were 29 in the top 16. Ooh, uh, Because that's what they published. They published the top 16 lists of every event.
1: So in legacy we can run four. Yeah. Right. So of a possible uh sixty-four we only had twenty nine. Still that's like forty five percent Oko. So is that now just
0: main board? Yeah. Or... Oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so cards everywhere in the Snow Decks. It's it's yeah. main deck in the Snow Decks, it's main deck in Rugdelver. Uh, yeah. I've seen it in uh sideboards of Hogak now. Uh I've seen it in sideboards of Dredge. I've seen like a one of or two of Oko in like the Dredge sideboards. How would we even cast that in Dredge? You're just like, ah, oh, I'm going to play lands and I'm going to cast this Oko that you didn't think I would ever be able to possibly cast. Or I'm going to play a Lotus Petal and play a Lotus Petal. I'm going to play land. I'm going to cast this Oko.
1: Oh, to do it on turn one. Okay. Right.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, just on curve, you know, and you're just like, I'm going to play a land. I'm going to play a land and a Lotus Petal, cast, cast Oko. And they're going to be like holding, like, you know, having, like, surgical extractions and, you know, crap like that. And you're going to be like, here's an Oko, make a food. And they're going to be like, what? <laughs> so the, the angle of attack right. is really good when you think about it. You're like, oh, man, like, that's yeah. that's dumb. Like, because Oko's just a clock, uh, you know, and you're just like, all right, well, here's here's a food. Uh, I'm going to make this food an elk and get you, you know. Or, oh, well, you have a chalice on one, you know, it's preventing me from... You know, doing some stuff like faithless looting and stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, make your chalice an elk. You know that
1: that makes sense. At least you know tackling with the the chalices or whatever.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Plus, again,
1: they're they're green creatures, so they can't be hit
0: with uh, red elemental blast. Right. Or blue well, elemental blast. Now, granted, you know Oko himself can, but are they yeah. going to bring those cards in against dredge? Like that's the thing. Um, no, no. Yeah. yeah.
1: Typically, those don't come in versus. realm. Right.
0: No. Usually not. Uh,
1: yeah, because because was, your
0: primary, like, acceleration is, like, faithless looting. Yeah, I was thinking someone might bring in, like, Hydroblast
1: uh, for faithless looting. But, you know, that that's,
0: like, really the only red card that they're worried about. Right, right. So, like, yeah. you know, you're probably shaving careful studies. You're probably shaving... They're not going to bring in Pyroblast for, care, for careful study. Oh, no. They're not going to bring in Pyroblast for... Uh, for a Breakthrough. Breakthrough, because you're probably shaving some. Yeah. Uh, anyways. So, it's like... You have this all of a sudden you have this like fair mid range threat that, mm-hmm. you know, makes three threes every other turn. Oh my god, and you Ooh. can even sac- you can even sacrifice the elk that you just made to help ball, ball therapy. therapy. Yeah. Yeah, Dude. you can do that too. Or if you play a pet- or if you play it on curve with like a land and you play a pedal, you make your pedal an elk and then <laughs> attack. <laughs> like, seems fine. You know. You oh, can, you, oh, oh, you just play LEDs and make your yeah. LEDs elks. Like, yeah, you can make
1: you, your LEDs elks and, yeah. and just, you know. Yeah.
0: And they're and Jesus. they're like they're like, well, this handful of like this ley line and this mm-hmm. surgical extractions and these these things I had in hand to deal with their graveyard plan suddenly doesn't look so good. Okay. Uh anyway. you know. Let's see here. Yeah, granted you have to draw it. But the deck plate, you're not you're you're probably not going to shave too much of your faithless leanings. You're not going to shave too much of your like careful studies. Yeah. That it's not unheard of to just like cast a careful study and like bin something that you don't want, you don't care about, just to get to like that card. So, I saw it first originally in the Dredge Discord, and I was just like, wow, that's pretty inventive actually, uh, to actually like take that route. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, but the uh, the event on. Friday was mm-hmm. actually a split event. Uh, they actually ended up splitting the finals. Uh, and that was uh, Snoko and Rugdelver at the top. Uh, the Rugdelver player, uh, which was Daniel Gochel. I think that's how you say his name. But I'm, I hate butchering people's names. Uh, goes by uh, Gold Duckett on, um, on uh, Moto. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a well-known uh, player. He uh, is the Grand Prix Niagara uh, winner from last year. Cool. Uh, and he's a very, very good Delver player, uh, and he was playing uh, Rugged Delver. Uh, but instead of playing like the normal like green creature threats that you normally see in Rugged Delver these days, so the two that they're normally playing are Tarmogoyf and Hooting Mandrills. Those are the big two. And mm. sometimes you'll see decks that play both. Sometimes you'll see the decks that play just Goyf. Sometimes you'll see decks that play just Mandrills. Uh, Mandrills is really good in like the mirror, that sort of thing, because it's a four four. You know, horror Arcanist can't, like, you know, swing over that. Right. Um, but uh, instead of playing those, he was playing two Uro. <laughs> uh, and that was dumb. Uh, playing two Uro and playing two Sylvan Library in the main deck over the green creatures. Uh, and apparently it was very good. Uh, and y- yes, like, you could escape Uro in this deck. Uh, even though it seems like it might be hard on a deck that plays four Wastelands. So... Pretty cool tech. I have to admit, I was I was pretty impressed. Uh, and then the snowco player was uh, Patrick Green, uh, who won. Shoot, now I'm gonna have to look him up again because uh, he he won an Eternal Weekend, and I don't want to butcher which one it was. I think it was 2017, or no, it might have been 2017. Uh, Patrick Green. 2018, he won 2018. He was 2018, 2018. yeah. North America okay. Legacy Champion. So cool. um, I believe that was like maybe miracles. I think that he won on, uh, and so he was te- technically the winner. But they they basically they split the prizes, essentially. Oh, okay. I, don't, they, I, I yeah. They you know,
1: they they split instead of uh, playing it out.
0: Yeah, and then you know um, Daniel just conceded to him for the you know for the event. Now I don't okay. know how they ended up splitting it. They they weren't liable to liable to say uh because how do you split a painting (laughs) yeah yeah that's true you know that sort of thing so i don't know how they managed to work that out but uh obviously it's not a conversation they were going to have in public which is fine they don't need to have that conversation in public that's between them so yeah uh but uh some other takeaways from that that event is there, there was a lot more snow in that top 16 of that event than uh say the sunday event Hmm. Uh so that was interesting. Uh and there was a lot more snow in that event than there was in the top sixteen of the second event. Uh so that was interesting. Uh there were two Death and Taxes players in the top eight. Top eight was a lot of snow. There was like three snow, Rugdelver, Hogek, uh two Death and Taxes, uh, and an Eldrazi uh player. Uh and then all the way down at to top sixteen there's a moderate painter deck out of what? nowhere like made top 16 yeah uh i mean it turns out when you're playing a deck that plays like eight red blasts uh and you play a card that makes everything blue uh it's pretty good against like <laughs> predominant the format so yeah uh i'll say so i was i was pretty impressed i was like okay cool this person made made top 16 like that's pretty impressive for uh you know a you know 582 player event like, super impressive for Painter to, like, do that well. So, uh, I was pretty impressed by that the list. And, of course, they're playing, like, they're a Karn list. So, not only are they playing Painter, but they're playing Karn, too. So, so
1: an- another deck with Karn. It sounds like Karn's just kind of uh, appearing all over the place.
0: Uh, I, I have a feeling that Karn is the best two-mana slash four-mana Planeswalker in the format. Mm-hmm. Uh, even better than Jace now. Uh, and I think what sets them apart is that Card's a four mana planeswalker like Jace is, but okay. Card's not really a four mana planeswalker. Card, card costs two lands.
1: Oh, typically,
0: yeah. Typically. Because he the, costs generic mana. The, the two uh, soul lands. Right. So, like, Card comes down a lot earlier than Jace typically does, but he also <sighs> does a lot more than Jace does. Uh, and that effect that he has on the game, especially when you play him, like, turn one or turn two, is absolutely backbreaking sometimes. Uh, and I, I, have a feeling that, yeah, the card, the card's very good. Yeah, uh, because hold on, let me. When you could go card into play LED, crack LED, negative card, go get Snaring Bridge, put Snaring Bridge into play with the mana that you cracked from the LED. Now you have no cards in hand. And you have an Snaring Bridge. Was that Painter deck using LEDs? uh they just have lotus petals looks like okay. but that's typical of most of the card decks is that you can go get bridge and cast bridge very easily and ha- go very low on cards very yeah. quickly uh, or
1: if you're using them in the chalice deck uh like say if you don't have any extra mana or can't find anything with the mana you have available that will do something important you can just play a, a naked chalice and make it a creature with carn and you have a blocker.
0: Uh, no, because it right? makes it or a n- makes it a zero zero. Oh yeah, yeah. No matter no, I'm, what. I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah.
1: Um, maybe I'm thinking of, uh, Karn or oh, something. Oh yeah, but yeah. I don't
0: know. No, no, no. Uh, the nice thing is like like usually what you do in like the Karn echo or like the card, uh, like the monoread prison decks is that you also have access to, like liquid metal coating. Uh, out oh, of the sideboard, yeah. so you can play liquid metal coating and like turn off their lands. On their there and then you can also on your turn uh, make their land an artifact, and then use Karn to blow it up. Yeah, uh, and that's pretty powerful. So yeah, it was pretty cool to see that deck do well. I, I thought it was very interesting to see a painter deck actually crack it into the top sixteen. It's pretty sweet. Uh, so that was the first event. That was the event I played in. The second event uh, was uh, very poetically, uh, and I mean very poetically, uh, was for the Rashadin Port. Uh, artwork cool. uh and that art, that uh, event was actually won by none other than death and taxes. Yeah and so death and taxes winning the Rushaden port artwork is like perfect. Like that's just absolutely poetic. That's awesome. Uh, and if you haven't looked at a DNT list in a while, uh like we were talking about earlier, they're playing a lot of new cards like they're playing like Spirit of the Labyrinth in the main deck. Uh but they're also playing uh three copies of Skyclave Apparition. Uh, from Zendikar Rising
1: That's awesome
0: And that card is absolutely insane uh, For those who don't know what this card does It's uh, one white white for a 2-2 two, two. It does not have flying even though it's a spirit Which is weird Fl- Flavor fail uh, But when it enters the battlefield you exile up to one target Non-land non-token permanent You don't control with converter mana cost 4 or less When it leaves the battlefield uh, The exile card's owner creates an XX blue illusion creature token Where X is the converter create mana cost of the card of the exiled card. So the biggest uh, takeaway from this card. Is that it does not. Give them back. It's a Fiend Hunter event that, uh, effect. That does not give them back the card. That they. Um, you know ex- that was exiled. Most of these cards are like. Banishing priest or you know. Uh, Banish a priest or like Fiend Hunter. Or whatever whatever you know. If you the card leaves the battlefield they kill it or whatever. They get back their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this does not give them back their thing. <laughs> They do get a token, and that can be somewhat of a downside. Uh, It it can be, but the token can be dealt with pretty easily, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, you have source supply shares, you know, you have all sorts of stuff. Uh, Really, this card is just a super clean uh, way to answer Oko. Uh, Like, it's just an insanely clean way to answer Oko because it hits any non land, non token permanent. Yep. Uh, And so, just being able to, like, in this thing, you know, exile their Oko. And then be on top of the game at this point, uh, you know, and have, you know, this ability to do this multiple times is really good. Uh, So I I, got to give the deck props for, like, having this card available now. And it's really compacted the cards. Like, there's a lot less, like, dumb silver bullets, like, in the main deck now, because there doesn't need to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, the only major, like, silver bullet they're really playing is Sangta Prelate or a Phyrexian Revoker and they're only playing this as like a one of because you could go find them with Recruiter of the Guard. Right. And then you could use Flicker Wisp with Recruiter of the Guard to like kind of loop that. Uh and so like Revoker used to be like your best answer to Oko. But the problem is is if they dealt with the Revoker, they still had their they got their Oko back. Right. With psychiatric evaporation you don't need that many Phyrexian Revokers anymore. You just need like one. To be able to like tutor up if you need to to use it on something.
1: Right, and and yeah, you can always reset it with, uh, with Flicker Wisp if something right, else comes down right, you deal with.
0: Right, like you can go, oh, I'm gonna uh, like, basically Phyrexia Revoker the best target for Phyrexia Revoker now in the format is Lion's high Diamond. Uh, and so that, like, being able to hit like mm. LED with Revoker is really good. Uh, so, because Revoker doesn't work like Pithing Needle uh, or Sorcerer's Spyglass, uh, it you just name a non-lay a card and activated abilities and sources of that card. Chosen name can't be activated. <clears throat> so it doesn't care if it's a mana ability or not. So that's that's important. Uh, the other thing that I've noticed that they're starting to play now, and I had this card put in play against me uh, in a game, and I had to deal with it really quickly uh, because, holy crap, it was going to kill me uh, because I was playing the Snow the snow Nick Fit deck. Is they're playing a sideboard copy of Sword of Feast and Famine. To fetch up with stoneforge oh, mystic,
1: oh my goodness! Because it just
0: swags through everything you play. <laughs> all those kowattles, all those uros, all those elks, just oh, sw- swigs through everything. You have to make this thing an elk or get rid of it, like really quickly, like or it's just gonna kill you. Wow.
1: Well, no, no wonder why dredge is playing oko now. <laughs> they kind of yeah. have to. Matter of fact, uh, as we've been talking, I found uh, two okos sleeved up here so if i need to put two in my uh uh in my dredge deck i can
0: let's see i think one to two i think i think maybe they're on one yeah so you could find lists for it i'm sure so there there are lists floating around out there uh the second place i've listed that event was uh rug stifle uh which is a deck we're calling pokey pile uh out there uh, okay by, pile? yeah by the is uh name is Jeff white aka Pokemoki. okay uh and basically it's like a rug snow deck so it's still playing like astrolaves and it's still playing but it's it's like rug delver without delver so you get to play like you uh, know your, your Horror Arcanist. you get to play your Icefang waddles you get to play your You get to play your Okos but you get to play for for stifle uh and like all that normal like you know blue, you know blue soupy stuff, but you still get to play like four Stifle and four Wasteland.
1: Welcome back, Stifle.
0: Yeah, it's it's not bad. Uh, I've played around with it myself. It's not a bad deck. Okay. Uh, surprise! Uh, um, top eight, top four appearance by Mono Red Prison. Uh, which yeah, is like pretty yeah, cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, you've told me that deck has kind of slid off a little bit recently because yeah. of uh, of Arkham's Astrolabe and you know decks like that, but.
0: There's, there's a uh, particular pilot on Magic Online by the name of Basuda uh, who uh, has been championing this deck. Uh, so basically what they've kind of done is they've kind of converted the deck. Uh, I think we talked about this last week. we kind of converted the deck into more of a aggro style uh, lockout style deck because they get to play uh, shatter skull smashing as a burn spell, but also it can be a land. They're also playing Karin, and they're playing things like, you know, Ravalmaster Legion Warboss, uh, P.A. and Karen Nalar, uh and then also Andrzej's Ravager, which is interesting. Uh, it's the uh, two and a red. Uh, attacks each to combat a fable, 3-3. Whenever it attacks, you discard your hand and draw three cards. Uh, so, like, just drawing cards uh, in this deck, because sometimes you can end up with a lot of dead cards in your hand. Oh yeah. In, in that deck. So like just drawing cards is just really absurd.
1: Well heck, you mentioned P and Kira Nalar Right. Like I don't think that card's been seen since Mono Red Prison won was it like maybe the last uh the last broadcast legacy event that happened overseas? What was that, like
0: twenty eighteen maybe? Twenty like seventeen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. It's it's an it's a neat looking deck. I'm I'm okay. pretty excited that they want that they managed to do some good work with it. Uh, a lot of snow, a lot of delver, like a lot of stuff like that. Uh, there was a depths list in uh, eighth place, or sorry, ninth place, not in eighth. Eighth was a yeah, top eight was a lot of delver stuff. So there was a depths play player in ninth. Mm-hmm. Uh, some D and T, Esper Vile uh, showing up. Uh, they're also playing Skyclave Apparition because it's they're a, a 4 recruiter of the guard deck. Uh, so they only need to play one because they're a four recruiter of are guard deck that's like how that deck works uh, lands uh, is, is back in business uh, and it really it's on the back of Valakut Exploration uh, so nice. red, g- red green lands is a deck again uh, but that's because Valakut Exploration is kind of like an engine and a and a win condition like in one card uh, and that's pretty cool and al- they're also playing stuff like it's neat to see the kind of cards that lands players come up with. Uh, there's a copy of Grasping Dunes in this list. Grasping uh, Dunes? Dunes, yeah. So it's a desert land from Cat. Uh, and it's a, it's a colorless land, uh, but you can pay one and tap and sack it and put a negative one, negative one counter on target creature. And you can activate it only at, anytime you get cast a sorcery. So you can Wild. use it to, like, shrink Dreadhorde Arcanists. You can use it to kill Quattles. Uh, you can use it to do all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, you uh, can kill a,
1: a delver if you have the mana uh, available, yeah, right? Yeah, an
0: unflipped delver, or you,
1: you can you just you can, can kill kill a, it back. Yeah, you can kill a dark confidant with. Oh wait, he's
0: not <laughs> seeing play. Yeah, so. unfortunately, uh, there was a uh, fun showing by the um, what we lovingly refer to in the format as strifeo pile. Uh, and uh, Stryfo Pile is uh, a deck that was created by uh, Stryfo himself uh, dude has been playing these decks for forever uh, it was not Stryfo that made this uh, top 16 uh, but it was another uh, player uh, Lin Chalice uh, but uh, they uh, the deck that is basically like kind of like a Piley type you know mana deck mm-hmm. uh, but it plays uh, both Dak Faden and Punishing Fire over the burn wells. Yeah. Uh, and one of the big things about the deck now is that, oh. like, since Companions kind of came around, he moved to Yorion and has never left it. Uh, and he is, li- like, the, the, the his list, his lists are so unique that he managed to get the deck name after him because that's the list. <laughs> it's just and, and really, Stryfo's decks are really, right, Stryfo Pile is really just cards Stryfo, like, Chase likes playing. Okay. Uh, he's a real big on deck fame. He's real big on Uro. Uh, so, this, like, this Yorion-Uro uh, deck is, pl- uh Ryan... Uh, Stripo deck is playing uh, 4 Uro uh, in the main. Uh, he loves cards like Cling to Dust. Uh, he plays Cling to Dust, like 3 Cling to Dust in this deck. Uh, he's playing a main deck uh, Toxic Deluge uh, uh, sometimes in this deck. Uh, I have seen this deck play a main deck copy of Seagate Restoration recently from uh, Zendikar Rising. And not playing it as a land and not playing it as a card that can pitch the Force a so well. But literally playing it as a card that only conventionally cast.
1: So playing it as the spell,
0: right? As this seven mana draw X equal to your hand have no um, you know maximum have a ma- no maximum hand size for the rest of the game. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's really absurd. So uh, there was an ant list in the top sixteen of this event. Uh, amazingly enough, uh, it was also an ant list that was playing uh, Kahira the Orphan Guard as a companion uh, because the deck doesn't have any creatures in it. Mm-hmm. So it was just playing Kahira as a th- six mana, <laughs> essentially six mana uh, three, two with vigilance uh, that it could just cast in case it needed to. Uh, so yeah, pr- that was a pretty interesting event. Uh, but really it was like the third event that was the most interesting mm-hmm. to me. Uh, so the third event was the Sunday event. Uh, really,
1: it was the third one, even though Death and Taxes won the Rashad and Port art. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Uh, okay. Because the third one, yeah, it was Maze of Eth. And so there's no poeticness to this. Who won? Uh, but the third one was won by Elves. Uh, and Elves hmm. is just like insanely good now.
1: Oh yeah, like Al Sore Shepherd. Like, well, before we recorded tonight, um, I was struggling just to get a single win on uh arena and I'm like, alright, I've already hit my dailies casting my black spells. I was running uh mono black gifts. Um and I'm like, alright, let let's hoof some people. And so I did and I'm like, let's win a few more. Kind of get it out of my system. Right. Um, yeah but that uh, does that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also Elf, Elf, is dumb.
0: Yeah. Very, very good deck. Very good card. Uh mm-hmm. really did a lot for the format for that deck in the format. Uh, but, uh, the weirdest thing about this whole thing is that it, the finals was elves versus oops, all spells. Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Elves versus oops. Yeah. And the best thing about this oops player was going out of Swiss. So coming out of Swiss, the oops player was the only undefeated player. (laughs) They were, they were 10-0 coming out of Swiss. That's crazy. And then they won their quarters and then they won their semis, so they were twelve and one overall for the entire event. Jeez, playing oops all spells. Yep, and it's a not like it's not the um, list that we've seen where they're playing uh, like Force of Will's and like the the Blue Lands uh, like Seagate Restoration, and they're not playing like Jwari Disruption and Palaka Predation. Uh, it was the green black, the green list, the green black list where they played playing Academes and turn timber symbiosis.
1: Oh, okay, well, should they be playing force of so will or? or... Uh,
0: there's a variation that does. Uh, the thing about the variation that does is it gets to play like cantrips. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem with that is it's your like half a tur- you're like a turn or so slower, right? Uh, because you're not playing uh, spirit guides. You're not playing elvish spirit guide. You're not playing Simeon spirit guide. Uh, you're not playing like wild Cantor. Uh, you're still playing Pact Negation, but you're you're not playing like all the cards that you normally play, that would be accelerative. Instead, you're trading it for a a Force Package to be able to be like, I'm gonna cast my thing, got gotcha you with a Force, you know that sort of thing. I'm gonna set up a win rather than just trying to go for it. Right. Uh, I, I like the versions that just trying to go for it myself uh, because I think they're a little bit better. They're a little bit more uh, better on the blind. Uh, in game ones uh, so Game two, game one they're going to see what you're doing And they're going to be like Be able to kind of like try and adjust if they're on a non-blue deck You're giving them information By playing like an Aghanime's Awakening Or a, or a Seagate Restoration untapped And then casting Ponder Or something like that They're going to be like oh okay cool I'm just going to jam this like Chalice on like Zero Or you know uh, Try and get you on You know certain things and I'm gonna change my game plan accordingly. Game, if you're playing the faster version, game one, you're gonna be like, "I killed you, turn one." Now we know what. Now you know what I'm playing, but I killed you, turn one. Mm-hmm. Like, good. You know, you're dead. And then all I have to do is determine what hate you might have and post board. Uh, and of course, you know, if you're on a non-blue deck, you know, and they kill you, you know, you killed them, turn one. Not only are you probably gonna see what they're playing. Because unless they're smart and they scoop to the therapy, <coughs> because they should scoop to the therapy, like, that's correct on right. Modo, Uh, Because you'll get to see what they're playing. Uh, but if they're on non-blue, like, you can pretty much uh, figure out what to expect to bring in uh, based on the deck. Like, if you're like, oh, you're on, like, a Chalice deck, uh, and I was on the play and I beat you turn one. Uh, cool, I'm going to bring in, like, this, like, uh, Force of Vigors and this Nature's Claims. You know, and just uh, because I know the only answer you're going to have for me is playing uh, Leyline of the Void. You know, so uh, that's going to be your only thing. Funny thing about this guy's deck was that he was only playing technically. If you want to be real technical, uh, and he even mentioned this on Twitter, there are two cards in his sideboard that should have been two different cards. Uh, they should have been two Chancellor of the Annex instead of what they were, and those were two Ground Seal Whoa. Uh, Ground Seal does nothing for this deck at all. Holy! In fact, God. it actually shuts you off. <laughs> uh, so he didn't read the card apparently very well before he went and got, went into the event. So he basically <laughs> ran the entire event, never bringing them in, and he basically ran a 13-card sideboard in the entire event. Oof.
1: Yeah, for those who <coughs> uh, don't know, Ground Seal is a one in a green enchantment from Magic 2013, I believe.
0: Yeah, it was originally uh, an uh, Odyssey block. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep, uh, but uh, cards and graveyards can't be the target of spells or abilities.
0: Yeah, and of course this deck wants to cast Dread Return. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> and
1: but the last time, and probably really the only time, that this card really saw any type of level of play was in the hands of none other than uh, our, our Jund, Jund Master, Jund Dude, I guess, uh, Reed Duke who won uh a I think it was a GP Miami or GP Orlando all the way back in 2012. It was it was a while ago. Yeah, in standard
0: and standard. So, yeah, very very uh very interesting concept that he managed to go 12 and 1 with a with 13 a card sideboard. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool stuff. I was pretty impressed. Yeah. Uh, Oops is uh, such a sweet deck. Uh, I just, I love it so much. I'm glad that it exists. I'm glad that it's better. Uh, you know, it may be a bad thing, but I like interesting puzzle decks. Uh, and that's why I think I like it so much. So, uh, there was a, uh, mo- not mono green, but a colorless cloud post list in the top eight as well. Oh, no, mm-hmm. it was mono green. Sorry. There are um, crop rotations and ancient strings in this list. Sorry, and wow. Sylvan libraries, so uh, so yeah, and then also there was like it also had four candlesticks, you know, just you <laughs> know if you want to add on, you know, the fact that you know the deck can cost a million dollars, yeah, like fifty eight fifty eight hundred in paper,
1: the the paper the the uh, range of costs of cards in that deck and paper is just that that's the part that gets me. It's like you go from ancient strings, which I think was reprinted recently. Uh, all the way to uh, uh Candelabra.
0: Yeah, and of course there's four candles and one tabernacle, so in five cards that's like four <laughs> to five grand of the deck already. Um, oh my god, that's, that's <laughs> just a in those used, five cards.
1: That's a used car.
0: Right? I was just like, man, like that's or At least great. half of one, but it's just great. It's like hilarious. That that's uh, pretty funny. Another lands player, a lot of Snoko. Uh there was another Oops player in the top 16 in 11th. Okay. Uh, and that one was the blue blacklist. Huh. Uh playing uh like like Ponder Preordain, Brainstorm, uh, and then playing all the blue lands and like uh playing all the like the black lands and stuff like that. So Thastis Oracle and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, well yeah. I mean Kathos's Oracle still your cool condition no matter what noops but this one was playing Yeah cantrips and stuff Weird. as opposed to playing uh, you know, just fast go go go. Right. Uh, there was a Car and Echo deck in the top 16. Uh, to, the Epic Storm uh, showed up. Uh, more death and taxes. More death and taxes. Uh, and uh, we just talked about them, Uh just a second ago. Uh, the one and the only, Reduke, uh, in 16th place uh, at this event, playing guess which deck?
1: Uh, not Jund, but Elves. Not Jund,
0: Elves. Yep. His other, his legacy love. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Reed loves Legacy Elves, and I was really pleased to see him uh, in sixteenth. I, I thought that was really great.
1: And who doesn't uh, love Legacy Elves?
0: Oh, oh yeah, Deck's De- a lot of fun. It's really hard to play. Well, honestly,
1: uh, I would say uh, Death and Taxes players—they don't love Legacy Elves.
0: Nah. See, I, the funny thing about that is, is like I feel like that, that matchup got a lot better because of Skyclave Apparition. Oh yeah, that card's so, absurd. I think like. Yeah, I think that there's is some uh, understanding that like it's not as bad as it once was, but it's still pretty bad. So true true story with that card
1: with uh, Skyclave Evaporation. Uh, before we recorded the previous episode, I believe. Yeah, uh, before we recorded uh, episode twenty, uh, I acquired uh, some. I acquired one foil and three non foils. So I want to get foils for modern. And I uh, had a non-foil set I needed for Legacy. Uh, so I was able to update my death and taxes uh, paper list. And I ordered some uh, foils online. Well, that the non-foil back then, oh so long ago, right? The non-foil back then was maybe 3 bucks. It's pushing to be a $10 card now
0: and non-foil. I'm not surprised. The card is really, really, really good. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, so it's it's interesting. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me was that the amount of players uh, that showed up in droves last weekend to play Legacy. Uh, yeah. And so there's a conversation to be had there about Eternal Magic formats. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. this we weekend with like with Vintage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if the turnout is similar, uh, or you know what it looks like. Uh, but there's a conversation to be had about card accessibility. Uh, and, uh, you know, these it kind of proves these formats can be popular if the cards are accessible.
1: Exactly. Like, we, we talked a little bit about this uh, with the God accounts. Like, just having, like, if... Uh, well, and you also mentioned this with uh, solving a puzzle. Like, one of the things with the larger card pools is looking at everything you have available, and it's like... And then, then it comes down to your own personal preference. Like even with you playing Nick Fit, like uh, playing your your five color Nick Fit deck or whatever, um, that's where your comfort zone is. Where when you try when you try to play a meta deck or a deck that's poised to win, you know that's when uh, you're going against your natural self. When um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, but when when your brain works against you, essentially, um, and when it comes down to having these larger card pools, you really get to see the players who either specialize, or who want to have fun, or players who are really playing to win, and they can all sit at the same table together. They don't. There's not a kitty table, so to speak, or Um, to use a term that uh, I hope one day eventually goes away the girlfriend bracket not the name of the show because that show was awesome Uh, but just you know how magic players are defined in in, in a class type structure and you know having these older formats where uh, by paying a small fee for a brief window you're able to access everything that's available well most everything, probably not some special cards like the the secret Lair Walking Dead stuff or whatever. <laughs> and thank yeah. goodness none of those showed up in any of the decks that you're talking about. So uh,
0: yeah, For but sure. I, I I do know at one point during uh, Friday night's event, I was looking at the standings, and uh, Eddie Zamora, who is a well-known uh, Legacy human specialist, was like mm-hmm. XO at one point. Like they oh, were like no. they were like six o five o to six o going in around seven. Oh, they didn't end up making it. Everybody was holding their breath. Right, I was like, man, are we gonna see a Rick? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, because that was that was the thing about the God accounts is like, there were there were things that you there were certain things that you couldn't get, mm. uh, namely uh, any secret lair cards, which uh, I felt was kind of stupid. Honestly, yeah. uh, I think that's kind of dumb. I think they should have just given you access to them because some of the some of the arts are like cool to like play around with sure like uh, none of the ones uh, that they
1: just recently
0: announced like the secret right. letter i would like, i would have liked thing. to have i would have liked to have uh played with like Yargle plows yeah like you know that would have been like a fun thing for me well, uh, yeah i ended up playing uh old bordered um foglio pal uh uh plows uh, oh from ice age yeah they had masters edition ones that were old border that were like that that were at that art yeah. Uh, so yeah, because uh, Ice
1: technically wasn't Magic Online legal. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, and
0: uh, and so what the funny thing about that is like those sets, like some of those older sets, show up in like the account thing because of the way the All Access account thing that works. Yeah, but you can't use them in your decks huh. uh, because they're like special or something like that. They're like either reserving them for like promos or they were something special that you had to have access to or something like that, or they're used for testing. Uh, and maybe they don't work right. I don't know like for old, you know those older cards uh, Weird. but then like um, I think one of the other things I noticed was like you couldn't get like the old bordered power uh, on there mm. With that those were also uh, unavailable to be used. but somebody pointed out to me they were like if you want to play old bordered power, you can have the God account and you're gonna have your you can use your rental sub and they've got copies of them on the, on the rental on card order so you could rent them. Like, just use your your rental account to rent them all. Oh, yeah, And I'm, like, pretty sure that's, like, more than my rental account right now, though, because, like, I was looking at some of the prices, Mm -hmm. and Old Border, like, the Old Border Lotuses on there are, like, easily, like, 100 100 ticks or so. Really? Uh, Yeah, and it's because they were only released uh, when they did Vintage Masters flashback drafts. Uh, oh. and they were only released in those packs that they used for the Vintage Masters uh, flashback drafts. That sucks. Uh, so, because they are old-bordered, original art power. Uh, so, all the power, because of the way Vintage Masters worked, all the power was in a subset of rarity of on its own. Uh, so, they didn't have a rarity like other other cards did. They were in their own bracket of rarity, more rare than Mythic Rare. Hmm. Uh, and so... Uh, in order for you to get those cards, you had to draft that draft those drafts. You had to play uh, those drafts. Oh uh, yeah, for, the, I see for supply it now. to get in there into the form into the the economy. I, so, I think
1: uh, Goldfish lists it as uh, limited edition Alpha parentheses Magic Online.
0: Yep, yeah, that's basically what they were called. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh,
1: so yeah, yeah I'm but, I'm looking at it like. Yeah, it looks like
0: they're trying to do. It's a cool status symbol. Like, <laughs> you know, if you have, you know, vintage, you know, uh, collection or whatever, and sure. you turned your winnings into, like, having that kind of power, it's pretty cool. You it know, it, it is. It's like bordered power, but.
1: It, it's not an exact duplicate of right. the old right. border art. To me, this would look akin to, like, a judge promo done in right. an older art. Right. Right.
0: So Yeah, so yeah. I, and there were there were foils available of that too. So that was kinda neat. Yeah,
1: I'm looking are, at that. It's yeah. like what four hundred and
0: sixty yeah. some odd ticks or yeah. something. I would I would not ever play foils on Magic Online ever. So What do you mean you wouldn't play me? No, I would not play. Uh, foils. Oh, oh, oh a a foil card. So I, I did that for like a little bit while I <laughs> had the access to the All access account and I figured out real quick that it that it really slows your computer down. Oh uh, Yikes. like even if like you have something bombing, like, like a bombing computer, it probably slows your computer down. Cause it just, it eats a lot of memory and magic online.
1: Oh man. Uh,
0: and it's worse if both players have them. Uh, speaking of that, a little
1: aside, um, I've been playing Baldur's Gate three a lot, uh, since it launched for early access and it does eat a lot of memory. Um, I haven't done everything in early access, and my characters cannot gain any more experience because they capped it in early access to uh, level four, or, or part of the way between level four as you advance towards level five. So um, I'm like, well, crap, now there's nothing more to log in for. So I may wind up uninstalling it uh, and then having Steam install it back, or install it back on the computer, but put it on like my D drive or something Uh, because there's nothing on there right now. Uh, But yeah, I've been seeing some games uh, since I downloaded this, which it does eat up a lot of space. Uh, I've been seeing some other games, especially Magic Arena, where I'll be playing, everything will be fine, and then suddenly my computer will freeze up, because of of how graphically intense that is. So um, if there's not enough memory on my main drive uh to handle all that stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, there's Arena has also had some issues but, lately too, from yeah, what I understand. It, yeah. It has.
1: And and that's another reason I kinda wanna get into magic online because don't get me wrong, like I enjoy just playing magic in general. But when I'm throwing down actual money for cards I can't turn into or trade into or, or anything else and I'm getting more uh trinkets or pets or whatever than I am actual cards. I'm like, mm this is a problem. Uh so yeah, and it's not that like you and I, we don't play standard. Like we'll talk about stuff that happens in standard because it's impacting all of our other formats. Um like I've I've stopped playing standard altogether, uh on arena. I only play historic and I'm like, alright I'm obviously moving towards older formats again. Let's get on Magic Online, thus selling cards. So, but yeah, no, cool, man. I, I'm glad that there's all this stuff with uh, Eternal Weekend and, and everything yeah, going on. It was neat, you know.
0: It was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm sure Vintage is going to be fun this weekend for everybody that's going to be playing Vintage. Yeah, uh, a lot of time, a lot of people just going to be their first real big, you know, uh, introduction to Vintage, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's cool. Uh, I'm glad that there's a spotlight on the format. I'm glad that the people in the format are being really cool about that. Uh, There's been a lot of great uh, stuff from uh, people in the community, such as uh, Justin Janari and uh, Matt Murray and whatnot. You know, those kind of guys. Um, You know, Bryant Cook put out a lot of stuff about PO, that sort of thing. Uh, So uh, it's been good, like, from the community side of things. Uh, so that's kind of nice uh, but uh, and the legacy event was kind of the same way a lot of the legacy big legacy content creators uh, you know myself included you know I had articles you know I had some stuff on here's you know some things that you could do for eternal weekend you know if you want to play legacy here's some decks that you could look at to play that are going to be you know decks that will get you into the format and let you understand it a little bit right. without yeah. being like too like mentally draining intensive you know, unless you're already used to this kind of style of deck, like, right. you know, if you play modern, you already played like snow decks and modern. You should probably just play snowco and legacy, and you'll probably feel right at home. Boom. Uh, but uh, you know, if you played, you know, if you didn't play anything like that in modern, uh, you know, you know, or like you know, pioneer or even standard, you know, mm-hmm. and you just you know, you're coming into the format kind of kind of green. Uh, You know decks like Hogak decks like um, Omnitel you know those kinds of decks that are kind of super linear uh, and kind of have a you know way good way to win close out games you know you're not going to want to be a new player uh, and this this is the art the bad art the the worst thing for card accessibility going back to card accessibility Mm -hmm. one of the most accessible decks in legacy in paper is death and taxes. But that's not a deck you really want to recommend for a brand new person who's who's really new to Legacy. Uh, I've met so many, so many Death and Taxes players uh, that uh, are new to the deck, brand new to Legacy, uh, and there's they don't learn very well, uh, and they learn a lot of bad habits about the deck. Yeah. Uh, and the deck requires a lot of understanding at the deck building level. Mm -hmm. uh more so than it requires at the play level uh because it very much is a meta deck uh so the deck is very much one of those decks where you're like this deck has to play to the meta game you're in so you can't just copy a list and you know expect to like just know what to do with it wait Uh,
1: wait a minute i can't just copy a list and expect to play
0: well and do well no, not with oh, DNT. Oh that,
1: that's right. We're not talking about standard.
0: Never mind. Yeah, All right, not continue. not with DNT. No, and it's it's hard. It's hard because the deck is actually really hard to play. Yeah, I, uh, but it's also really hard to deck build with. I've played it so, a few
1: times in paper, and there there's were, a lot to keep track of. Yeah, yeah it, it, yeah, it is.
0: Like you really have to pick and choose your battles. You have to be like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, is this the turn I take off uh, a turn from porting them to play something? Yeah, you know, like, a, like a Mirror Crusader or some right, like a card yeah. that will actually have an impact on the board. Right. You know, and is that the turn that maybe I lose because, you know, I didn't, you know, hang out and try and control them a little bit better. Right. You know, or something like that. So, yeah, it's a hard deck to play, but it's also like a $700 deck. So, you know, people are going to be like, well, you know, like, you can play Death and Taxes. And it's like, yeah, but you're not going to really learn. Like, I think you're going to end up being more frustrated with Legacy. Play D and T because you lose a lot playing the deck uh, at first.
1: As much as it's appealing to play a a deck that doesn't look like it's complicated and and not blue, you know you're you're looking at a deck that just has basic planes, right? Uh, Especially when you have a God account, and this this goes back to what I was talking about, where it's like you have all the puzzle pieces. Now let's look at the individual and how they're wired, right? So you have those people who are like, hmm, I who may be a little timid. There may be some anxiety issues. They don't know what's going on. All right, I'll, I'll just play basic planes and these creatures I turn sideways. Okay. Right. Got it.
0: Right, yeah. And that's hard for some
1: people. Yeah. And then they play uh, against you, who's like, you're all five colors and you have all these absurd creatures yeah, I can totally see the player playing Death and Taxes, especially if they're new or novice, like, completely tilting. Like right, because this...
0: yeah, they don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah this format yeah.
1: sucks. They're playing Primeval Titan on turn three, banning all these cards, thumbing out messages on Twitter and whatever. Right. You know what the nice thing is? Not, yeah.
0: That oops deck we talked about? Yeah. Is $600 in paper. <laughs> Nice. That's a great deck to get in the format the, with. The,
1: the the second place list, right? That, that yeah, yeah, didn't play in yep. the blue yeah, cards. Yeah, the second
0: place. Yeah, it, they didn't play it the blue cards. It's six hundred dollars in paper. Nice. The
1: uh, funny story about Oops. My my one and only experience with Oops. Uh, I was at uh, was it Star City Games? Maybe it had to be. I was at Star City Games, Missouri, in twenty. Was it 2016? No, it it was before that. It was like 2014. It was a while ago. Um, Yeah, this is back when... um, Born of the Gods was legal and standard. So it was a minute. Like, wastelands were $100. Like, let's take us back like that far, right? So, uh i was hanging out playing with uh uh, a friend of mine was there he was playing i can't remember what he was playing merfolk maybe I, i think that's what he had um and i was playing dredge and i think it was my round three or four opponent who played oops he's like all right this is what i'm gonna do and he just wins like the first turn and I'm like, wait a minute, I thought I was a faster deck. And yeah. we spent so much time just talking, and I'm like, what is this deck? And he wrote it down and everything that the person next to him was like, dude, you guys should like go to a separate table or something. Like, we were distracting other people because I was so amazed that this deck literally had no lands and could just win. And, yeah, like, it was, I didn't win that match, but it was fun.
0: Yeah. And one of my one of my finest experiences with Oops All Spells yeah. uh was uh that I was inadvertently introduced to uh Nat Mo's, uh of Team Sirius.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, and that's how I got kind of into that group of Team Serious, uh and getting to know Nat so well uh was because I played him my last round of an S C G uh event, legacy mm-hmm. event. Uh, and he was playing Oops, and I was playing Nick Fit, and that's just not a good matchup at all. Yeah, so it's yep, a little
1: yep. lopsided. But yep,
0: and yep. I I sure lost both mm. both games. But uh, I was it got we got to talking. He was wearing a uh, like Serious Vintage uh, T shirt, mm-hmm. and I was just like, Hey, I write about Vintage for MTG Goldfish. He's like, Hey, I'm Nat Mose. I do the Serious Vintage podcast. And I was like, Really? So and it, it went from there. So uh, I think that's oh. my finest, uh, finest uh, memory, fondest memory of oops is getting to know Nat uh, through the course of that match. So that's awesome because uh, yeah, man, cool. like like
1: when when we like you and I can talk about all sorts of experiences with magic, but when we talk about uh, formats, especially Legacy, more often than not, you know, unless it's stuff that uh, like cards that need to be banned, like astrolabe and uro and Oko, and probably even Dreadhorde arcanist at this point but that's a whole other story um more often than not we're talking about events like that we attended and we had these memorable moments or these plays that happened or the fact that scott still just could not put down punishing john and should have played miracles at (laughs) the legacy gp back in 2016 um yeah and, and just stuff like that and you know, we don't really get that in a whole lot of other formats. Sure, modern's okay, but you know we still have euro problems and st- stand like uh, standards band lists are just being played in modern. So, you know, I I, I hope I hope by the time we get to uh, episode one hundred uh, that we'll have at least one paper legacy event somewhere to talk about. Uh, hopefully it's within the United States, but...
0: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that next year, if there's an event at all next year, uh, the very first event will end up being uh, one of Jeremy uh, Aronson's events. Cool. I'm sure, yeah, Missouri MTG. I'm sure yeah. it'll be one of his events, so... But, so yeah, uh, that's that's all we have to talk about about Eternal Weekend. Uh, like I said, I, I have a feeling that there's, there's, some, there's some issues to be addressed, and I think that... Obviously, this comes back to, and we could have a whole discussion on the reserve list. Mm-hmm. But I think card accessibility is a big thing, and I think these events prove that uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, also, uh, so recently I got to uh, take part in hanging out with the folks from 90s MTG. 90s uh, MTG? Who are they? Yeah, so they're a YouTube channel. They do paper uh, webcam stuff. Oh, sick. Uh, So uh, they did Paper Webcam Legacy on Monday. Uh, And so I get to play on there with them, uh, playing Paper Webcam Legacy. Uh, I just proxied my deck. uh, Okay. Because I don't own legacy cards in paper anymore. Yeah, I'm like, how would they do that? Like, is there a way to merge,
1: like, Paper Legacy and, like, or, like, Webcam uh, Paper and say, like, um, God, what's a program? Like Cockatrice?
0: Yes. Actually, I've done that before. Okay. Because yeah, I, I, I say, actually done say, like. That before. I have played Cockatrice versus Paper. Okay. Before. It's weird, but it, it works. Sure. If you can do it. Yeah. If you really have to. Yeah. Because uh, you
1: can't, like, sure, you can, like, goldfish or solo on Magic Online, but you might not. Uh, are you able to, like, remove your cards to the graveyard once they're no, on the battlefield? No. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah, the cl- cockatrice works the best for that because it has no rules enforcement. Right. So you can just kind of do what you need to do, and then just talk through it with your opponent. Sure. So, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I played against uh, uh, at MTG Banding on uh, Twitter, uh, Phil N, uh, and uh, we played. Th- there were three rounds that we played total uh, in the in the night. So I played against Phil. Uh, he played uh, Blue White Bomberman. Uh, hmm. and I managed to get him up a game. He got me down on game two. We went to time on game three. <laughs> I mean, I made a few flubs in game three that I should have done like way earlier in the game. A couple things that I should have done way earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he managed to, uh, land salvagers into Teferi and oh, use Teferi no. to bounce my collector roof and then oh. go off. Literal oof. Yeah. So, uh, I was like, all right, well, cool. Like that—that that makes sense. Like I'm—I'm I'm fine. Uh, I played against uh, Jesse Ma on Blue Black, or not Blue Black, it was Bug actually? Bug Death Shadow. Huh. Uh, in uh, round two. Wait, is he playing Uro? No, it was just like Hoko. No, I didn't see it Hoko actually, but I—I I think he had them, but I didn't see any. Okay. So I don't know if he actually really was playing them or not, but he—he had—he had overgrown tombs. So, uh, you know, I don't know if he was playing those cards or not, but I definitely saw him. Uh, so, uh, game one of that, I committed the classic blunder of uh, keeping a one land, uh, fetch land hand with Veteran Explorer Cabal Therapy. And then, so I had to fetch a Bayou, and I got punished for it. Hmm. Like, this is the classic blunder, and I don't mean starting a land war in Asia. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nicely like it, done. It was it was bad. It was really bad. I was like, all right, cool. I I did the thing. I, I told myself not to do ever. Like that's yeah. this is nice. Uh, but uh, game two, it kind of started off kind of weirdly rocky, uh, and then uh, at one point in the game, uh, I, I cast a veteran explorer. He went down to like ten life and put two death shadows into play, uh, and so he swings. Uh, with his death shadows I block one of them With Veteran Explorer uh, And I go get uh, a what did I, get? I think I was like Swamp and Plains or something like that It was like swamped, snow covered swamp and snow covered plains or Something like that I had a forest to play Snow covered forest to play And uh, He In response to the Veteran Explorer trigger, he, he surgical extractions by Veterans and I don't think I don't think this is a good play, honestly. Like it's it's a cute play, yeah. But I think he thought it worked like Academy Rector. Uh, I don't, uh, okay. you know, where if you surgical it, you know, it, you don't get to do it. But I think he just wanted to get it out of my deck, which I'm like, I shaved two of them in that matchup anyways because they play basics. Yeah. So cool, you got my other Veteran Explorer out of my deck. That's fine. Like I didn't really care too much, but he saw my hand and my hand had. And so he, he kind of made a misplay in this this game. Uh, his hand had, my hand had uh, Veil of Summer and uh, Swords and Plowshares mm-hmm. in it. So he plays out a third Death Shadow, goes to pass turn. I'm like, plow one of your Death Shadows? You know what Swords of Plowshares does with Death Shadow, right? Yeah, he gains life. They gain life equal to the power and toughness of Death Shadow. Yeah. Which then kills all their other Death Shadows. Oh my goodness. So they go, oh yeah, Force of Will. I'm like, Vale, Summer, <laughs> 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 and sure enough, and, and we had a discussion about it because he was like, well, wait, would they would they be like one ones because I I, you know, lost a life from the Force. I'm like, no, like it's gonna check you know the power of toughness and it's gonna gain you that much life. He was like, oh yeah, that is how it works, isn't it? Yep, they yeah, they all die. <laughs> so, uh, like. His hand had, like, nothing, and it had nothing, and then I'm like, I, I just windmill-slammed it Uro, or not Uro, uh, Oko the next turn. Yeah. And this just, like, took over the game. I mean... <laughs> at that point. Playing Swords the
1: Plowshares when Death Shadows in play, it's kind of like... It's kind of like... Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, and... I, I hit mute like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he yeah, uh, and then uh, like I think he played. He managed to get like another one. He reanimated one. Ooh, play. neat! And uh, I I like plowed it later on, and as soon as I plowed it, he was just like, "Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're winning this game." So uh, and then uh, game three looked dicey for a while. Like the whole game looked dicey. Uh, and I I made a couple a series of interestingly clever plays. Uh, so I forced him to use a, um, a Drown on the Lock on a Cabal Therapy. Uh, and then, cause it was the only thing he could counter with Cabal, with Drown in the Lock at the t- time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was, he had, he had double Delvers, so he was trying to Tempo Me. Uh, and then, so I cast, I cast an Uro, uh, gained some life. Uh, and then I went to escape the arrow, and he forced the Uro, which was fine. And the reason why it was fine is because it took me down to, like, two or three cards in my graveyard total. Uh, And I'm at, like, it was, like, seven life or something like that. They play a Death Shadow. They have a Death Shadow, and they have uh, two Flip Delvers. So the clock looks good. Clock looks really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Which, again, hindsight being what it is, I kind of wish you would have played Rug Delver. Uh, for the Friday Legacy event, but wh- whatever. Right? Uh,
0: so clock looks really good. Uh, I untap and I cast Primeval Titan. Yeah, uh, and get two Field of the Dead and put it in four zombies. Oh my god! They're at uh, they're at eight life. I, I didn't know that Grave Titan was green. Who knew? So right? so they're at eight life. Yeah. So they're waffling over what to do. They attack with one of the the delvers in the air. Sure. Uh, to put me to four.
1: Because for some reason, a
0: card that's called Primeval Titan doesn't have reach, but whatever. Right, right. right. So I untap. I'm like, looking at my lands, like, uh, cast Green Sun Xenos for four. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, that resolves. So I'm like, Omnath Locus of Creation. Draw a card. Play a land. Attack with Primeval Titan in the zombie. <laughs> Oh my get god. Get two more lands, trigger trigger Omnath twice for them first before we even get to combat. damage. For, for them and their board. Right. Uh well no, no, it forces it forces planeswalkers. Oh, oh them and their planeswalkers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It only it only forces them and a I, I,
1: I thought it misium mortared their board. No,
0: it doesn't hit doesn't hit creatures. That would be I, dumb. What that would be that would be like Wait, really absurd it, it did.
1: Probably did in testing they're like, no, it's too yeah, good. Let's take that yeah, part maybe, out. yeah.
0: So, that was cool. Uh, uh, So, I ended up winning that game just on the back of casting that Primeval Titan that they couldn't counter. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, So, that was neat. Uh, And then I played against uh, Phil Blackman uh, from uh, Eternal Turtles, uh, Force of Phil, on uh, Twitter. Uh, And uh, we had a 1-1 draw kind of match. uh, Because we went to time in Game game Mm 2. So, I won Game 1 on the back of Field of the Dead. And even he admitted that, like, he should have scooped, like, earlier on to, like, Field of the Dead because he didn't have an answer for it. He was playing, like, a blue-white uh, Stoneforge Mystic shell. Oh, no. Uh, it was, like, blue-white Stoneforge Mystic with, uh, like, GTA and Batterskull, but he was also playing, like, Star- Shark Typhoon and, like, some good, like, good old- old-school, like, you know... Uh, you know, here's you know spell spell pierces and you know cards like that. You know, playing you know just miracles basically, except without miracles, just playing blue eye control, uh, blue what, eye snowblade. Yeah, just playing blue eye stone blade.
1: Just... without
0: without like uh, without like uh, true name nemesis or anything like that. Like using like sharp typhoon as like true name nemesis. Wait, hold on. So like, so, you, know, you cycle Shark Typhoon, and then you equip your batter skull to Shark Typhoon. So he's to, to the shark token. So it was a, it was a cool list.
1: Shark Typhoon is now pushing out True Name Nemesis.
0: No, no, this was just this is this is Phil Blackman, Scott. This is this is Phil. I I don't like, know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Phil Phil is very good at coming up with really off the cuff, cool and spicy lists. Okay, uh, and that's kind of his thing. All right, uh, and so yeah, it was just a really cool idea of a deck. Uh, and, uh, so I got there game one, uh, game two, we went to time and he ended up winning in time, huh. uh, to, uh, by, uh, dropping in a shark typhoon token, uh, and then swinging over me to kill me. Hmm. Uh, and then, so we were like, well, what do we do? Like, it's like, we wanted, you know, like you wanted time and like, we were in turns. Like, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> And, and so like Chris came on and he was like he was like alright we're, what we're gonna do is like we have a special thing we do for this situation like this. we basically just put it up to chat like who won uh, and it's usually based on like popularity or whatnot oh, you know, okay. which one looked like spicier and so I ended up winning just on the spice factor nice you know people like the Omnath so
1: he who controls the spice controls the universe yep
0: it was cool it was a lot of fun I had a great night uh, it was a lot of fun getting to hang out with them guys uh, and girls because uh, um, they they um, other host of the show is uh, CS Magic Ultras, uh, on Twitter. Uh, she was there as well. And, uh, she, she was awesome to talk to as well. So cool. Uh, but that was fun. Uh, so, like Scott mentioned, too, I, I'm working on some videos. Uh, I'm going to be doing more stuff next week when I'm not sounding as uh, nasally. Uh, but uh, somebody uh, did uh, pay for a donation league. Oh, uh, for your Nick Fit deck? No, 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 no. For... Uh, Essentially what we've uh, basically now called uh, two more bears high-fiving, wait, uh, or, two, or two bears high-fiving. Wait, uh, what? It's, it's Legacy Bear Stompy. A legacy Bear Stompy. I'm not going to post a list of this thing, because uh, I want to keep the list kind of like close until I do the league. Sure. Because uh, I'm not sure how the league's going to go. That was one of the reasons why I was like, somebody asked about it. Uh, there is a list on my article, but it's not the list I'm going to end up playing. Uh, we did some made some changes to it. So a friend of mine gave me the list, and he was just like, I'd like to see you record a game with this or something like that. And I was like, I was like, well, I'd record a league with it if, you know, you paid for the league. I was like, you know, it's like, I would I would be fine with that because I don't know if I want to pay my own money to stream bears. Well,
1: well uh, the only bear
0: I can think of right now is Bear. That's in the deck. Okay, that's in there. Uh, right. But Ayula, uh, uh, Queen of the Bears. Oh, that was uh, from a course That uh, wasn't Mother it? of all bears. No, that was from Modern Horizons okay. Yeah. Iola, Iola, Mother of All Bears, is in there. Uh, Goreclaw, uh, Terror of Kalsisma. That's what uh, I'm thinking. There. Uh, mother Bear from uh, Modern Horizons. Uh, also, the Bear Loam, uh, I, uh, bear, bear Seismic Assault uh, card, uh, Iola's Influence, uh, where you discard a land card and make a 2-2 bear. Uh, and, of course, it has like life, a life from the loam and a deck to, to you know, abuse that with if you ever get there. Wow! Uh, but it's a chalice deck, you know. You're just gonna play big, stupid, stompy threats and, and try and kill them quickly. Uh, it, it's not good. I'm gonna say right now, it's like it's not like the best <laughs> thing in the world to be doing. Well, yeah, but like, it is pretty funny. Like a lot of your cards are like more than two mana. Uh, now all the major bears are like two mana. Okay. Because all the all the big all the bears are like because like Ayula's is only two mana. Where bears two mana. Uh, Mother bear's two mana. The only one that is uh, four mana is Goreclaw, but it's a soul Land deck.
1: Oh, okay. You run Ancient Tombs and City of Traders. Okay.
0: Right. Yeah. So like you could pr- add Mox so you could pretty easily oh, dump into play um, a uh, Goreclaw pretty easily. Uh, that card's dumb because it just has inherent trample. Because uh, every time it swings, it's going to give itself trample too, and plus one plus one, so it's, it swings as a five four. Nice. Uh, so that's pretty decent. And if you play that into a turn into a board that has Iula on it, you're able to pump Iula and you'll also give the bonus to Iula when you attack because uh, uh, he gives it to everything that has power four or greater. So mm, and what right. Iula's triggers is that it gives puts plus two plus one two plus counters yeah. on target bear, or you can use it to fight another have a bear fight another creature which is super relevant honestly it it is because like
1: the the fight mechanic is so weird right because we i I just mentioned that primeval titan like it's actually coming through trees doesn't have reach but no one's in combat and your bear could just be all the way over here on your side of the board and just fight this flip delver secrets
0: uh i killed a mother of runes today nice with it, like I just like I was like they played a turn one Mother of Runes, and I was like I play I had played a turn one Ayula, and I was like all right well I guess I play this Werebear and fight and have have Ayula fight your Mother of Runes. <laughs> like it makes a lot of sense. I don't want that card to stick around. All oh. my creatures are green. Oh sure,
1: <laughs> but but the fight mechanic where it's like just find another creature you don't control. That creature can be thirty feet up in the air and, and but they still fight. Like it it doesn't it doesn't quite grok.
0: But uh, it's going to be an interesting video, I'm sure Uh, And I want to have a night where I can just, like, be by myself And fire up a league And record this league And I'm going to laugh and drink the whole time Because I don't even know what it's going to look like, honestly This would probably be Uh,
1: another sweet deck to have carpet of flowers in the sideboard
0: uh, Unfortunately, it's a chalice deck Oh, wait, that's right So, Uh. I don't know how I'm going to I do have chokes Okay. In the sideboard. Uh, I have chokes and I have wait, winter orbs. Wait wait, 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 wait. In the sideboard. Joe, we won we a meme, right? Uh so the meme was the original deck had Grizzly Fate in it. No, no, no we won we a meme, right? Uh sure. Tsunami. Uh I've played Tsunami before. Uh I don't think it's as good okay. anymore. now? Uh but I do think choke is pretty good and I think Winter Orb is pretty pretty fantastic as well desert you know. twister i think the, the awkward thing is so far for me has been uh everybody in the the practice room seems to be playing decks like um like death and taxes and maverick mm-hmm. and they just like eats this deck alive like you just don't win against those decks like, yeah. at all. like it's it's so good against those decks like you're, you're not winning you're not winning those decks at all those games at all uh I haven't played against snow yet, so I'm kind of curious how that matchup goes. Uh, but I suspect it's probably okay because you can play. You're playing cards that they don't really want to uh, elk. <laughs> like I'm gonna elk your two two mother bear, make it a three three. That sounds great, doesn't it? And you're like, yeah, no, that's that sounds bad. Or I put a couple counters on my my bear. I, I'm gonna Elk your. Oh, wait, it gets bigger because of the counters. Like, lulls. So, and, and we're playing Counter Souls, so, you yeah, know, we're gonna be okay against the the blue decks anyways. Because you're gonna play Chalice into, like, threat after threat after threat if you can. Mm hmm. Uh, but then, like, I beat, somehow randomly beat the Epic Storm today Uh, in a match. Like, I was like, I think this was, like, the first match I've actually won with this deck. I, I feel like it is. Uh, and I won game one just on the basis of having a chalice on one and wastelanded them, and then they didn't have any plays. They just kept going to discard phase and just like discarding. They just had and they had just a fistful of one drops to into my for my chalice. It was like, just like chalice into wasteland into like card into card that attacks, and it was about what everything you could ever possibly want from a deck like that. Hmm. Uh, and then they killed me pretty easily. Game two, uh, and then game three, uh, I I put a I put an Iula and a Goreclaw to play, uh, and then I played a Chalice on two. Uh, actually, I played a Turn One Chalice on one. They abrupt they assassins Trophied the Chalice, so I was able to get a forest off of that. Uh, and then they uh, and then I played Chalice on two uh, to cover. Uh, the fact that they might not have veil of summer uh and so I, I if they didn't have veil of summer then i could just catch randomly catch their like wish claw talisman uh or their um uh infernal tutor but i had also played a sorcerer spyglass naming uh wish claw talisman okay cuz cuz they had one in their opening hand they had like a hand where they could go like turn one Wishclaw. Uh, and I, I'm like a oh, cool, I just play this card that stops the wish claw. <laughs> right. Like have fun. Like it's, it's great. So I was like, it was like the first match I've won with the deck. It's, it's dumb. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's not good, but it's certainly hilarious. And I think the video, the video is going to turn out just hilarious. <laughs> We're going to have a great time. So, all right, so uh, for,
1: first of all, real, real question. All right. Cause you're playing, you're playing green. And you're playing a creature deck, uh, and I understand you have Chalice. Um, is there any like green card that can be uh, played for free that pumps your guys? Not, uh, not like Berserk because you can't do no, Berserk.
0: No. Okay. Uh, I am playing Once Upon a Time though. Okay. Cool. So, so because that makes a lot more sense to be able to find like lands and stuff like that all right there, lands and creatures
1: there's there's gonna be some snow decks of course right or people just playing snow basics because they're like well i'm not playing astrolabe but you get some alleged value out of playing snow basics now or whatever right
0: And and uh some of the decks that don't play like n- a number of astrolabes yeah sure
1: sure all right so your your sideboard tech right and this will help you with uh Gaining life against decks. Thermokarst.
0: Oh, God. I thought about (laughs) it. Dear God. That's hilarious. So for those at
1: home that are too young to remember this. Thermokarst, one and two green. Destroy target land to sorcery. Destroy target land. If the land is snow-covered land, gain a life. So, again, like, if you're wanting to meme, uh, there's that. Uh, You can also do uh, Fanatical Fever. Uh turn creature uh, gains plus there, three plus seven trample.
0: Wasn't there a card? I think it's Oh yes, yes, yes. Freyalise's Radiance. Oh. Uh one in a green for a, an enchantment that has cumulative upkeep two. Oh yeah. Snow permanents don't untap during their controllers untap steps. Do it. <laughs> do it. Oh. I thought about just throwing one in there for the memes. That's hilarious. Oh, I might do, do that. Okay. I might I might I might cut a I, I, I might not cut a choke for it, but I might cut the Null Rod. I don't know. The Null Rod felt, this felt kind of oh, awful. So wait, far.
1: what's this? Two and two green uh, for Frehleys' winds. Whenever permanent becomes tapped, put a wind counter on it. Permanents with any wind counters on them do not tap during their controller's untap step. Instead, you remove the wind counter. Okay, so they attack you like every other turn or something. Right, yeah, but it also affects you. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, you know, that sounds bad.
0: Symmetrical
1: world enchantments? What?
0: Yeah. Uh, not not technically not, world that's, enchantments. That's but not yeah. a world enchantment, though. No. Yeah. Uh, for a while there, we were playing Hall of Gemstone in this list, and then we realized that Hall of Gemstone does not affect the mana you produce from Ancient Tomb or City of Traders.
1: Hmm.
0: And then we felt really bad about our lives. Uh, which, uh, if people don't know what Hall of Gemstone is, is like everybody on every turn or every player's turn. Uh, so if if any player chooses a color Until end of turn lands Tap for mana Produce mana That shows the color Instead of any other color uh, And it's a world enchantment For one green green uh, But there's a uh, Thing in the um, Gatherer rulings That says colorless mana Added to a mana Play as mana Pull isn't affected Hmm So like Ancient tomb yeah. yeah Yeah So basically You can't turn your ancient tomb Into green green Right That would be That would be busted
1: i mean green's already busted enough but yeah yeah but i mean that
0: would that would be really dumb like if you could do that like and just be like all right well i'm gonna take two damage for green green instead of colorless colorless seems good so yeah i i I don't know that that's uh that was a good card at all but it was certainly interesting that's for sure so cool man
1: well hey um definitely tweet about it when the videos are up that way we can all watch uh, and, and get that shared because i mean as much as magic video content you know the the ev is always going to be on decks that are quote popular or winning or whatever we we need some meme type decks and who knows i mean uh soldier stompy kind of start out as a meme and, and that's a deck that you sometimes see play in legacy so
0: yeah yeah uh, so, before we get wrapped up, uh, Scott, you had something you wanted to talk about, because you wanted to go out, and go out on a... It's been a pretty good show. Yeah. Uh, but you wanted to go off on a kind of a positive note. You had something you wanted to talk about. Uh, there was a charity raffle thing.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, during the year that uh, Christopher Rush and Wayne England uh, passed away, uh, back in 2016, uh, I had kind of hemmed and hawed about joining the signing community there there's a subset of the magic community that gets cards and and art signed by the artist like we've talked about it here on the show a little bit uh, and I like dove in like headfirst like started getting as many legacy, as many legacy staples as I could sign uh, I think dredge is almost 100% signed I just need to get um, uh, original uh city yeah i need to get uh, original city of brass and have those signed and kind of stay on top of the deck like uh, my okos aren't signed of course or whatever right so uh but anyway uh so there are several agents out there that have their own facebook groups to get people to mail them cards those cards then get mailed to the artist to get signed and, and back again One of these agents, Matthew Schneider, who runs the Mountain Mages Magic the Gathering signature service on Facebook, uh, since 2017 has ran a charity raffle event. This charity raffle benefits the Florence Fuller Child Development Centers. Uh, And what it is, is people, anybody that is in magic, whether they're an artist, a player, whatever, they can send in signed cards valuable cards that just aren't signed, like if you have a, uh, you know, like a set of shock lands or whatever, right? Uh, artist proofs, sealed product, like booster back, uh, booster packs, boxes, uh precons, whatever, play mats, deck boxes, art, whatever, right? He gathers it all up. Tickets will go on sale December 1st, I believe. Yeah, December 1st. Uh, he'll be taking prize donations up until mid-December so when tickets start going on sale things you start seeing things even being added to this charity event uh and then eventually there'll be a time where things are raffled off based on whatever people bid on items or what have you so this is pretty cool um I have never been in a position until I feel at least right now to where I can donate something like this. So I'm gathering some of my items. That now being a homeowner. And in officially in my mid 40's. I'm like in the next year. Am I going to play this card. Or this commander deck. I've not finished. Or use this play mat for anything. Other than on my desk. When I'm working from home or whatever. Um, and if that's no. Then it's going in a box. And I'm going to wind up sending him a bunch of stuff. Um, I still, I have sealed unused deck boxes that I'm like, oh, here's this planeswalker or whatever. I'll build a deck around that eventually as a casual deck. Nope. So like, there's like four bucks wasted. Right. And instead of like feeling like that money has gone to waste, so to speak, and just sitting up on a shelf, not being used, we am going to put it towards a good cause. And, uh, if you, uh, get your card signed out there, cool. If not, um, it is kind of a cool thing to do uh, the community is very welcome of new people coming in to get uh, their cards signed some people have full EDH decks that are signed which that's kind of wild uh, some people get their cards signed regardless of format sometimes even standard uh, but yeah like the, that subset of the community kind of like rejuvenated my interest in magic and the game in general uh, back about four years ago and i'm kind of fortunate I'm, I'm still here because like it's it's not cheap to kind of stay on top of signed stuff you have to be real patient uh, in regards to sending out your cards and getting them back i still have cards out there that i haven't got back yet i sent uh i think before yeah before the pandemic hit so um, which is understandable because you know world crisis and customs and blah 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 But, yeah, this is a cool thing that Matt does. And, again, uh, we'll have the link for his page that goes straight to the announcement post. So you can get all the details. Please check it out. If you can contribute anything, even if it's just one thing, like, do it. Because, you know, it's going to a good cause. And um, I've not normally been driven to donate or be a part of uh, or support any type of charity. Because, you know, when... Previous to 2020, uh, you know, I was focused on things for myself. Uh, now that I have achieved uh, one of those things, uh, I'm like, you know what? Let let's let's kind of peel things back a little bit, see if there's something else that I can do. And here we are. Uh, and I hope you participate. If not, at least share it with some friends. Uh, let them know the good thing that's going on. Because good lord, we we all know we need some good news just being passed around. Uh, through the Magic Circles right now.
0: Yeah, sounds pretty cool. Uh, I'm actually going to join that group uh, myself. Sweet. Uh, because uh, I probably could have something uh, that are will be there that I could probably add to this. So I'm sure I've got something. Heck yeah, man. Uh, but it's cards that I just don't want anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. like that. that's kind of like... I don't want to put it that way, but, yeah, there are cards that, like... Like, for instance, I have a assigned uh, Chronos, God of Storms, right? I haven't played that since I last played Miracles at a Star City event, which I believe was 2017, where I won enough prize tickets to get the Sensei's Divining Top play map. And then before I could play miracles at a big event again uh top was banned so my my, my precious top q uh don't dream it's over by crowded house um so yeah uh, i have a chronos playmat and chronos uh sign card that's going to be going uh the only other sign card that i uh, will be chipping in is uh, a sign to johnny vengeance from uh shards Valar, uh which you know now dollar and cents wise sure these cards might not be like super valuable but you know hopefully he'll be able to put them in like a pile of cards or whatever for something uh but yeah i i probably have like four playmats going like three uh commander decks that are just out of the box but haven't been updated or changed um see and and yeah it's it's gonna be crazy uh and the commander decks will have the playmat the deck box and the sleeves for the commander So it's like, I was putting money into it, like, I'm going to update these decks, and da-da-da-da-da, and this, that, and it's like, you know, I'm looking at stuff, I'm like, man, I haven't played Paper Magic at a store since March. And this came up, and I'm like, I really need to seriously take a look at, like, where I'm at, find a good pause point for EDH, get my legacy stuff done, get some modern things to a point where I can put them on hold, and just wait. I have, like I have a, there.
0: I have a bone rattler, a bone rattler. Yeah. Bone if you look rattler. up bone rattler, you will be amused at what bone rattler is.
1: Not, not bone rattler hot sauce. That's not what I'm looking for.
0: Thank you. You can you find, you can find it in Scryfall.
1: Bone, well, bone rat. Oh wait, this is uh, from the mystery booster. Yeah, dude. Like seriously. Yeah, I have from... one of those. Yeah, Yeah. one of the test cards? All right, so for the viewers at home, Bone Rattler, three and two black, uh, for a creature skeleton, when card name is put into your graveyard from anywhere, exile it. When you do, create four reassembling skeleton token cards and put them into your graveyard. Into your graveyard, yeah. That's funny, because the (laughs) tokens go away. They don't land in
0: your graveyard. So, um... When I bought, when when my friend got me that uh rarity signed rarity, uh, it came with that signed rarity. So nice. it's like a fifteen dollar card.
1: Wait, hold on, Just I'm, I'm reading this text.
0: Unlike a normal token,
1: a token card doesn't cease to exist in a zone <laughs> other than the battlefield. Welcome it's, to mystery booster. It's both a token and a card. It can move between zones any number of times and continues to exist for the rest of the game. What?
0: Yeah, you basically make four reassembling skeletons.
1: <laughs>
0: huh? Yeah, it's hilarious. Okay, yeah, my yeah, uh,
1: we're we're like a couple hours into our show. My brain is not going to function properly to understand how that card will. Work yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be Silly. That so. that'd be a cool addition because yeah, that'd, that'd be something unique. Uh, and. and I feel it's kind of what he's looking for, you know? right?
0: Right? Yeah. So I've got some other cool stuff in here. I, I mean, I got some cool stuff from Zuby in that um, giveaway. Oh yeah, he that's did. right. Yeah, he did, so, He
1: sent you some stuff.
0: Yeah, like that foil luminar aspirant is something. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. So, but I don't think I could part with my Geegans, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Those are those are special to me. So. Was just looking at those. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah make gigans, but I have my geegans, but I'm gonna get rid of those." So yeah,
1: no, you you've been hype on that for a while. Like, uh, I mean, um, it
0: was it was a big part of the, it was a big part of the format for me for that time. So
1: yeah, but, you and your Gigans are, are like me and my signed uh, dark confidants. Like I I just put them up for sale to try and get some some additional monies for uh, getting things stabilized and, and joining the. Man that says magic online trying to figure out what version of eldrazi stompy i want to play in legacy
0: so okay uh so i think we can start wrapping up yeah it it Uh, feels like a good
1: stopping point like we
0: we talked a bunch about
1: uh eternal magic uh all the good things that came from that all the crazy decks uh and uh we'll mention it here in a minute but yeah please go check out joe's articles about it if you want to read up on it and see some of the hard data he was able to pull because um, really like like Astrolabe was banned in Modern but Uro is still a problem uh, and we're kind of seeing something similar to that in Legacy and you know hopefully uh, Wizards will not only take a look at oh wow look at all these players that are playing all these fo- this format with god accounts oh wait they're breaking this because we printed Astrolabe, and Ogo, and Uro, and Omnath, whatever. You know, and kind of course-correct. Kind of really take the feedback we're giving them and be like, hey, uh, we, we screwed up. Uh, but yeah, definitely go check that out. And uh, hopefully your fingers have
0: healed from all the writing you've done recently, dude. Yeah, uh, that's a bit too bad. So, but uh, also, uh, so yeah, uh, let's wrap up with uh, telling everybody where we could find uh, stuff Uh, so let's start with Scott Yeah, you can find me at MTG Pack Foils on Twitter and Facebook
1: Um, I need to get back on the writing train myself, Uh, took a little bit of time off for uh, just dealing with some personal stuff and and just doing other things non-magic related just to kind of kind of hit a reset Um, so uh, you can find my articles over at legitmtg.com uh, new articles coming soon. Uh, hopefully I will have one for next week, which will be the last Thursday in the month, which will be the 29th. Uh, and then get some more articles going, because we're getting close to the end of the year, and I really like doing end-of-year type stuff, like uh, top top 10 cards for Modern, and uh, predicting like what the next year will be. And, you know, stuff like that. So... Uh, keep an eye on that space uh, bookmark it whatever you want to do and heck while you're there go shopping too uh joe we, we've talked about your legacy articles in mtg goldfish but let's get a little bit
0: more fine-tuned with that where can people find you uh so you can find me on twitter at VolrathXP. uh you can also find me uh find the cast at the astrolab cast uh, you can find my articles every tuesday and thursday on mtg goldfish uh, Vintage 101, uh, and um, This Week in Legacy. Uh, I'm completely backwards on that, and I just don't care at this point. Uh, but, yeah, uh, look look at the articles. Uh, check out the cast, uh, Twitter, uh, at the Astrolab cast. Uh, provide feedback. Uh, again, I want to thank Jonathan Little for providing some feedback for last week. Uh, I hope it's not that bad this week. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. go through and like edit out all my coughs and my sniffles
1: mm-hmm. thank, uh, so thank if you, you, Jonathan.
0: So if you don't hear those then uh they didn't happen ever uh but uh yeah, so yeah, uh, fun times uh allergies are not fun uh ever at all so, yeah get get better
1: dude like uh, I took
0: medicine, but it's gonna take me going to bed and actually like sleeping' to, like and,
1: and and avoiding pollen or whatever's going on uh,
0: Scott, we live in Ohio. Like uh, yeah, it he just that. the entire state is pollen. Yeah, like, you're right. A hobo could pee in a cup like ten miles from my house and I'll still like you know <laughs> uh, and he probably did. And, and Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, and I'll still like blow up in my nose. Now the, the yep. sad part was is is really a lot of this had to do with the fact that the weather has like been really like weird shifty lately. Yeah. Uh like yes like it we was talking about the pre show like yesterday, it was like 50 degrees out and like it's been like 50 degrees out for like a couple of days and like it just turned like 80 today randomly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's supposed and... to be nice again tomorrow until like the evening and the the, the afternoon evening and it's going to be radiant gross.
1: Yeah, and during those colder days it's been either rainy or overcast. So when you ha- go from that to having the sun out, uh yeah, just it, it's not a good time if, you, if allergies are really
0: bad for you. Yeah, the, my father-in-law said there's a reason that they call the, uh, the Miami Valley the Sinus Valley, uh, <laughs> and, it's, and it's very real. So, yeah, unfortunately, absolutely, I want to go to Tennessee where I don't have that. <laughs> so, uh, because fr- quite frankly, I would be happier there. There's no the cleaner air up the amount up in the mountains.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so, true.
0: So, but there's also bears. So, you've got to think about that too. You know where else there will be bears? In bear stompy? Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> did I tell you we saw some bears? I, think uh, you I did.
1: You, uh, you may have, but yeah,
0: yeah. So like when we were down there in Pigeon Forge that week, uh, that week, mm-hmm. uh, we went down to we went up to Anaquista. Uh, that one night, uh, we were there, and uh, we were hanging out waiting for our dinner reservation dinner, you know, t- our table. Mm -hmm. you know, at the restaurant and a bunch of people were on the side where the, uh, like the, the, like kind of lounge chairs to look out over the mountains. It's kind of nice, nice, you know, relaxing view. Okay. We're pointing down the side of like the one mountain and they're like, look down and there's a mother and two cubs. Uh, and they were bombing around one of the ATVs on property. Uh, and, uh, like one of the little, little, uh, you know, uh, golf cart type trucks. Uh, and they were like popping in to sh- at the back of it to try and see what was in there looking for food, I guess. So, but it was very so, interesting. So you're yelling, help, help. Here come the bears. No, no. Uh, we were just watching them and they were, cause they were far enough away. Like they were very far away. There's probably like three people that got that reference, but uh, no, probably not. I, I I'm too tired to get that reference. So. Okay, no,
1: it, it's all good.
0: So, but yeah, it was I,
1: it was interesting. I was making a hair bear bunch reference. Uh, okay,
0: yeah, okay. old old school cartoon. All right, well, I think it's time we uh, wrap this up, and uh, before we have a very good time. Ah, well, done. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, get out of here. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. This went a little longer than we I think we would have liked to, but we yeah. had a lot to cover. Uh, not as long as last week, ob- the last time we recorded, but uh, obviously, but uh, still, still pretty decent. But yeah, if you're still uh, anyways, here, thank uh, you for listening. We we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. So uh, thanks again for uh, wa- for listening. Uh, have a great night. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Uh, and uh, Scott take us out. With the pregnant pause,